to another episode of the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and I am delighted to be joined by the two other voices that you will hear tonight. And those voices are. What's up? It's Greg. We back. Let's go. I'm fucking ready to go. Mm hmm. Well, Greg sounds uh, pretty pumped up. So uh, this is Lou and glad to be back and join you guys. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So before we get into the nitty gritty and, and as the show title says, this is basically going to be an NBA episode because good gracious was there so much news last week. But before we get into all of that, let's shoot the shit. Any hot topics for this week? What's on your mind, sports-wise? What's on your mind? Uh, probably the same thing everybody else is thinking about. Philly and Brooklyn. What has happened uh, is, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, that... <laughs> the freaking monsters go down. Wow. Mm. Oh man. Um I, I don't really have I don't really have a, a a hot topic for this week. Um actually I do, but it's it's gonna be part of the show. We're gonna okay. we're gonna lead we're gonna lead off the show with that. But okay. um Greg, what about you? Uh <sighs> I don't think I can say it best. I'm going to leave it to somebody who can. So here we go. The man, the magic man is in the house. So guess what I came up with? I usually reserve Stevens A-list for the end of the show. But I wanted this there to begin in magic because the Brooklyn Nets are home. They are done. Just like the Knicks, but I won't rub it too much because I was rooting for Brooklyn. New Knicks first, New York always with me. But here's the bottom line. There's five reasons, Magic Johnson. This is dedicated to you. Five reasons why the Brooklyn Nets are home right now. Let's go to number five on the list. Give it to me right now. Giannis showed up. Average 32 and 13. Wasn't scared of the moment. It's game seven in Brooklyn on the road after he did his thing in game six. What does he do against KD? With KD putting on an absolute show. Giannis drops short. Okay, he didn't disappear. He didn't shriek in the moment. We got to give the Greek freak love where love is due. Let's go to number four on the list, please. Give it to me right now. Kyrie Irving's injury. We all know. Straight up. Kyrie Irving. That showstopper, Mr. Box Office, the nastiest handle in the game, whatever the most skilled. Max Kellerman says arguably the most skilled plays you ever seen. If this dude doesn't twist his ankle, excuse me, the Milwaukee Bucks are not in the conference finals. It's the Brooklyn Nets that's here. If Kyrie Irving had stayed healthy, what did this happen? Give me number three on the list, please. Joe Harris. Oh, oh don't, don't get me started with this other way. I mean, you're supposed to be a shooter. You are supposed to be a shooter, especially when you're open. That's the key. With Kevin Durant putting on the show. James Harden with the hamstring. Still playing 46 minutes one game. 39 the other. Shows up for game seven. You got open shots, Joe Harris. And all of a sudden, you can't hit the damn river. It's right out here. You couldn't even shoot the ball into the river. That's the problem, Joe Harris. Look in the mirror this offseason. You had to jump for all year long. Until it counted. Let's go to number two on the list, please. Give it to me, Steve Nash. Excuse me, Steve Nash. Never heard of a timeout. 
to give Kevin Durant a break because you know how exhausted he is. He played 48 minutes for you in game five. He showed up in game six. Was going to miss the plan all 53 minutes in game seven. If you could have called the timeout to give him a breather, a break, so he wouldn't shoot an air ball on that last shot after being completely spent. I won't get into some of your other substitutions. I won't get into some of the other things that you didn't do. But that was a flagrant error on your part, Steve Nash. You made a slew of them, and coaching clearly was an issue. But it doesn't eclipse number one. Give it to me right here. Karma. Oh, why? Listen to this, Max. Stay with me. James Harden, love him. But wanted out of Houston. Came into camp out of shape. Came into the season out of shape. You think that didn't have something to do with the hamstring injury? You ultimately incurred? Absolutely. I brought up coaching at number two, right? Remember, Kyrie Irving is quoted as saying at the beginning of the season, we don't really need coaching. Guess what? Kyrie, you were thinking about you. What about the other players that we're going to need to produce? Better coaching might have had those other dudes ready to help Kevin Durant in a game seven. Then you, Kyrie Irving, you missed some games. You took a couple of weeks off. You took off whenever you wanted. That didn't send the right message to the team. Blake Griffin, you didn't show up in Detroit. You stole money from the Detroit business. You didn't want to play basketball. You didn't even dunk in two years until you arrived at Brooklyn. Okay? This kind of stuff ultimately comes back to bite you. That's what happened to the Brooklyn Nets. That is why they're home right now. If they were together, if they were committed, if they put in that work, constantly, day in and day out, not just as coaches, but as players, you would have been more together. Karma wouldn't have been against you, and you'd be in the Eastern Conference right now. These are my five Bruh. reasons why the Brooklyn Nets are home watching the playoffs with the rest of us. I got to let's fucking go. <laughs> let's fucking go. You know what time it is. Stephen you know A. Stephen A. broke brought the smoke today. Oh, did he bring the smoke? He was like, "Look, I'm throwing bombs tonight. I'm not this morning. I'm throwing bombs this morning because everything he said, every single word was absolute fact. Yes, indeed, absolute fact. You know it. <sighs> I had to start us off that. that. Honestly, I don't even have to have a thought. He said everything I wanted to say, but I'm, I'm going to save a little bit. I'm, I'm going to save a little bit. Q, now you can start the show because I think we at 10 now. We, we at now, 10 officially. Now, now, now I can start the show. All right. So this was not on the docket, but I wanted, but this was uh, breaking news about three hours ago, about three, four hours ago. Um, Greg, I don't know if you can find that clip of Carl Nazi. But uh, today, Colin Nassie, a defensive, a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, um, announced publicly that he is gay. He is he is the first active in active NFL player to come out, um, and that's that's huge. I think it's huge. I just want to tell you a quick I mean, moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. 
Now, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said in a statement today, quote, the NFL family is proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today, representing matters. Look at this. He says, we share his hope that someday soon statements like this will no longer be newsworthy as we march towards equality for the LGBTQ plus community. We wish Carl the best of luck for the upcoming season. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I'm praying for the day that announcements like this um, aren't necessary. I agree. I can speak for my own experience. Um, I came out at, in an early morning, partially alcohol fueled uh, post. Um, so I absolutely understand. I absolutely understand um, the weight that is now off of Kalanaki's shoulders. Because it felt, because when I made my announcement, it felt like it felt like a two-ton boulder had been lifted off my chest. Like I don't have to live in the shadow. You know, I didn't. I didn't have to live in the shadows anymore. Be not who. Be someone that I wasn't, or afraid of afraid of someone outing me. Um. You know, just like. Just like in the NBA, um, when Kevin Love and um, DeMar DeRozan and, and a whole bunch of other players um, told their truths about uh, mental uh, mental health um, and how depression and everything affected them, both professionally in their games and also personally in their own in their own personal lives. I think this now finally having an active player come out and I I think that's going to be I think that's going to be the beginning of the springboard for other players to live in their to live in their skin in their own skin and to live in their truth agreed 100% yeah it it just sucks um, in my personal opinion that you know you, you have to make these statements um um, what was the guy's name? Um, Sam, Sam, uh, a few years ago, this was what, 2015, 2016, when yeah, Michael, the other, Michael Sam, Michael Sam, when he came out and, you know, it was a different culture, a different climate then. And it, it wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't accepted, but it wasn't honored. Um, when, you know, he came out, there were people in, you know, allegedly in his locker room that you didn't want to, you know, shower with him and things like that because of how they felt. And if that's how you feel, then that's fine. But it's the issue of vocalizing on said things. Um, we, we've gotten to the point in our like climate and culture where it's like you have to watch the things you say, but you also have to be respectful to everyone in every vicinity, be it you know the LGBTQ community, the you know black and brown community, like dogs, cats, cicadas, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like you just have to have some type of respect and decorum. So, me personally, I'm hoping, just like Roger Goodell said we don't have to continuously have, you know, I want to call it come out parties, but it's just more so like people don't have to, you know, announce that they're in the room to be a part of the room. They can just be. And, you know, that community has been asking for that for years. And it just, it sucks that even the way that he started the, you know, the audio, the video, 
he was like, yeah, I'm yeah, It's like, it, it just hurt knowing that like he's been living that for years and it even hurts him because he knows that there's going to be backlash at some point. He knows it. He knows that there's going to be, you know, somebody who's a, you know, an asshole who says something to him or they'll say something in a news article and it should have never, you know, it should never be the case. So, you know, I mean, just, uh, it, it doesn't even have to be a professional athlete. Just think, just think about how all people that are, um, yeah, because I, I dealt with it. Yeah. <laughs> I dealt with it. Um, you know, I, um, I, I received some really, really crazy uh, responses to my announcement. Um, so much so that the block button became really, really, really first, really, really close. We became really, really close friends. Um, so it's not just, it's, it's not just him. Um, I mean, the backlash is, you know, any potential backlash or whatever will be more, uh, hyped and, 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 and whatever because of his, you know, because of his status as, as a professional athlete. But just yep. imagine what, Anyone who makes uh, makes it public publicly known that they're gay or bisexual or trans, mm-hmm. um, they deal with the same. They deal with the same thing. It's not as publicized because you know a lot of us are not high profile people, right? Yeah. Um, but just look at like. You know, LGBT this, the, the the suicide rates of LGBTQ um, people. You know, they've already had to carry the burden of keeping the secret for so long because of a number of different factors, right? And then when they they think that 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 burden is being lifted off of them when they make it public, it, it it's like more. They get even more, and it's like, so what was the point? Of me? Me even making an announcement because it's like, you know, making it known. So I think as a a society, as a country, um, we have to just like, like, like Goodell said, you know, um, hoping for the, for the day that the day comes where an announcement like that, a, a video being recorded isn't, you know, it's like, okay. You know, it's not a big thing because because we have come to be a more um, equitable, accepting, and tolerant um, society. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, let, let's just. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that, the, like, those are the people, um, not not the ones that you know uh, that, that come out or you know express you know how they feel and who they are and everything. But it's the the negative people that just really, you know, they they don't understand. They don't understand society, you know, like they said. And it's just, you know, th- those negative people are the ones that I just try to ditch myself from every single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, that's our NFL news for the week because I didn't have any. Because nothing really happened in it, except that news today. Nothing really happened in the NFL uh, 
aside from finding out an hour ago that a rookie for the Minnesota Vikings was shot four times in D.C. Um, mm. over the weekend. I think it was yesterday. Mm. If I, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, gotta get rid of the guns. But we're not, we're, we're not a political show. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go down that political, we're not gonna go down that slippery slope of, of politics because, yeah, we're not a, we're not a politics show. So, we're gonna go and get to the main event of the main event of the show, which is, as the t- show title says, go home NBA, you're drunk. I don't know about you, but, yo, NBA news last week went absolutely supernova. There was like something big that happened every day from from the time we recorded last week's episode to right now. It started off Tuesday. Kawhi will miss game will miss game three. Yeah, I think it was game four at the time because of a knee injury. Then um, Kimball Walker got traded. Then Chris Paul into the health and safety protocols. Then New Orleans fired their head coach. Then uh, the Wizards parted ways with Scott Brooks. Then Dallas and Rick Carlisle parted ways. There's, I know, I, I know I'm missing something. <laughs> I know I'm missing something. But just wow, well, all that, all that news. I don't even know where to start. I think so. Actually, I do. Actually, I do. Let's talk about Chris Paul. Does it seem a little weird that as Phoenix was getting ready for the Western Conference Finals, all of a sudden now he's in the protocols? Whew, um, I, I don't know if you want me to start with my rants. So I, I'm going to let y'all get y'all shit off first. Um, Go ahead. First and foremost, um, I want to say shout out to um, shout out to LeBron James because he's the only athlete we know for a fact that COVID does not exist, even though he keeps putting himself in compromising positions. And the NBA seemingly just does not give a fuck. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Chris Paul has it where he's in the COVID protocol. And we're sitting there looking like, why? And for how long? To the point where he's doing TikTok videos, dancing, seemingly very healthy, just getting extra rest to go get that ring. So I don't know if this is the NBA's way of trying to keep him healthy for the ratings or honestly just saying, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and get you guys into the NBA finals by honestly just letting the refs do their thing. They didn't cut the checks already. So you know, I'm, I'm just really confused though because the nba it seems like their their covid like safety and protocols when it comes to health are non-existent for anybody who is not the top five top five being obviously like lebron katie steph and you know the other two whoever you want to put them in you know in that number chris paul is not a part of that five so i was just really weirded out the fact that they said that he's reportedly out indefinitely which could go one of two ways if the, you know, if the Suns end up getting, it's, it's the Suns, right? Yeah. So if the Suns end up getting yes. eliminated, it won't even matter. It's like, okay, like, well, Chris Paul was out. So that's the narrative there. Or, you know, they're resting him. So, you know, game one of the NBA finals, he's pretty much had almost two weeks off. And, you know, he's going against, honestly, the easiest matchup, regardless of who goes into the Eastern Conference finals. And 
when somebody goes into the health and safety protocols, uh, normal some sort of news breaks that uh, you know who he came in contact with, or um, y- you know what he was doing or something like that. But we've gotten nothing, nothing yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, and, and then they, you know, it came out like I think a couple of hours or a day later that he had tested positive. Um, I, I just still think it's weird. Like to, to Adam Silver, let him win a ring, please. Please let him win a ring. I mean, he, we all know this that the point guard is a first ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer three years after he retires, I and mean, they may the Hall of Fame may change the rules. To put him, put to vote him in the day after he retires, but, <laughs> but that's, that, that's what's that's what's bothering me about the whole situation is because you know Jalen Rose, you know him and Chris Paul are like close. So the fact that Jalen said that Chris had already been vaccinated, that's like wait a minute. If Chris is, and you know he is vaccinated, because isn't he still the president of the um, the association for the Players Association? So yeah. you know that he was probably one of the first ones to go get vaccinated. And now Jalen Rose is advocated and saying that he has been vaccinated. That was five days ago. Um, according, according to the NBA protocol, it's supposed to be the three to seven day period. We're at day five now. And well, if he's been, well, actually, actually it's 10 to 14 days. When I'm saying, when I'm, well, that's the thing. What I'm saying is this is five days since this report has come out. It's been longer since. Because Chris Paul definitely played when he was actually supposed to be in protocol. So I'm trying to figure out why was it okay for him to play in that game, knowing that he had already contracted or had or come in contact with someone with COVID. And in one of the more important series that he has to be in, now all of a sudden he needs to take a break. Because when was the last game that he played? That was over. It was last Sunday. Yeah. Last Sunday. Last Sunday. So, so I, yeah. I, 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 Greg, we talked about this when we did our live. Um, mm-hmm. When we did our live, uh, uh, the live sweat of Game Six on Thursday. The news came out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. COVID has a seventy-two hour incubation period. That means mm-hmm. that means he was infected that Saturday. And then played that Sunday. So honestly, yep. the entire team should have been in the protocols. Yep. The entire team. Yep. And I just got the report a little while ago that said that he is already rolled out for tomorrow's game. Yeah. yeah. Monty Williams also said, you know, to cover that up, he said that he did not want to elaborate on the statement that Chris Paul remains in protocol or whether or not Paul will actually play in game one of the Western Conference Finals against, you know, obviously the Clippers on Sunday. Obviously, he didn't play. But my thing is, how much longer does he have to go? Because if you're telling me, like, y'all are saving him for some, like, crucial game, like an elimination game, like maybe game, what, because they're up 1-0 now. So I'm trying to say you're trying to wait for game six and seven to get ratings. Because honestly, and... I'm trying not to be disrespectful to like, you know, Brooklyn and to the Lakers, but the ratings have been better for the NBA playoffs without the motherfuckers. To be completely honest with you, I'm more intrigued. I'm more entertained by the NBA knowing that, you know, the, the goats and the, the, you know, the future hall of famers are actually just taking a back seat this year. I'm actually and okay. Not, and, oh, and not just that. And not, and not just, and not that, you know, the legacy teams, the, the Celtics, the, 
the, the Lakers, the yep. Knicks. You're going to have a team. You're going to have a team that's either going to win their first their first championship in franchise history, a.k.a. the Phoenix or the Clippers, or you're going to have a team that's going to win their first championship in over 40 years, the Bucks yeah. and Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta mm-hmm. has a ring. I don't think Atlanta has a ring. Does Atlanta have they a ring? They do not. Not so that I remember, three, no. So, so you got three teams that's going to, that you got three, the possibility of one of three teams winning their first ever championship. And in, in the Bucks, you have a team that has not won an NBA championship in over 40, almost 50 years. I believe that's 1971. Yeah, and I have to actually. Uh, you have to fact check the Atlanta Hawks won in 1958. So anybody who's listening, please do not leave a voicemail. We know <laughs> 1958 now. <laughs> so you know, because somebody be like, "Oh my God, y'all ain't even fact check." We fact check on the show. Um, I, I I just know in my personal opinion when it comes to it, like I like the NBA knowing that, like, yes, we had a good like season when it came to everybody else, but when it comes to like overall for me. I'm more entertained knowing that I don't know the outcome. And I, I know that sounds oh, absolutely no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm absolutely agreeing with you. It's not like set in stone. Like it was during the, during the, the Warriors dynasty that for five for four straight years, you're going to have Cleveland and Golden State in the finals. Exactly. Because it, it would, okay. Let, let me just back up a little bit. Let me back up just cause you know, you know, I go on my rants, but I'm gonna try to keep it like really brief. Um, last season should have never happened. Um, the the I want to say the season. I'm talking about once COVID hit, that should have been the end of the NBA season. They say, you know what? Fuck oh, it, we gonna bubble. take a break. Yeah, the, yeah, the, bubble, the bubble shit should have never been. happened. But you know, when it comes to it, I'll, I'll be completely frank with everybody who is listening. Kobe being Bryant, rest in peace to him. When he died, Adam Silver had already decided in his head the Los Angeles Lakers were winning a fucking ring. If if you feel a way about that, if you are upset at the fact that I said that shit, you know it to be true. The reason why I say this is because you look at the teams now minus what, Q? One team that is in right now the conference finals of their respective conference played in the bubble last year and got far. All the rested teams made the playoffs this year. All the rested teams made it far this year. Nobody expected fucking Phoenix to do anything. They are three games away from winning the championship. Notice what I said, the championship. I'm not talking about going to the finals. They have three games because, honestly, the finals, regardless of who's coming out of the Eastern Conference, I don't care at this point. I have my money hedged on the Phoenix Suns. Now, if it becomes a Phoenix and Atlanta thing, oh, that's going to be a good fucking series. It's going to go six games. I can guarantee you that. But if we have to hitch our bets on fucking Milwaukee and Giannis, yeah, um, <laughs> boy, yeah, um, that, that's going to be a I'm, short five-game series. I'm not putting my money on the road. Yeah, the, the reason why I can't do it is because I said to anybody who was listening, when Kyrie went down, they should have already won the series. Harden was already out and Kyrie went down. And they literally had to go to seven. So if you have to go down with one superstar on that team, and now you have two with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and you got to get through not only one, two, game three, but you got to get, you have to actually come home. You got to go to Atlanta. Like Chris, you know, like Chris Paul can't win away. Like Devin Booker can't win away. 
more importantly, y'all can't win. So I, I just, you know, and with Milwaukee, oh my God, like, come on now. Like, I just, I, I, every time I look at Milwaukee, I'm like, yo, like, that should have been a five game series right there. They should, Brooklyn should have only won one fucking game. And that one game, Q, ironically, would have been the 48 point game. Because when we talked about it, what did I say? I said it la- was last week. The only mm-hmm. fucking the only fucking way that Brooklyn was going to win is if Kevin Durant scored fifty two points. He scored fucking forty nine. I'm not a prophet. I don't know it all, but I do know one thing: in games that matter, he shows up. Except for Game Seven. Uh, a part uh, no, of no, 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 no. I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying that the re- Q, the reason why I'm saying that is because it is a historical fucking fact. It is a historical fact. KD. As, you know, the, the legend, the GOAT, the great that he is, we're not going to sit here and act like, you know, him and Golden State without anybody else was going to win a ring. It did not happen. We know this. It is historically proven. The Brooklyn Nets, he got with two other All-Stars and could not get it fucking done. Oklahoma City, he could not get it done. KD is not going to get it done. If he doesn't have somebody else there to help him, assist him, and honestly, when he, he can take the last shot, until he's blue in the fucking face. But he needs to be up 15 in order to take that last shot. You, you have to know for a fact that Jordan, that lead is the lead for KD. That's why that game where he scored fucking 48 points, they had the lead, didn't they? There was no, oh my God, they're down by two points and he needs to score three in order to win in overtime. No, all he had to do was drive and they would have went into double overtime a couple days ago. And what did he want to do? He wanted to get that game-winning shot that ended up being what? A fucking air ball. We, we can't keep placing blame on it because honestly, there are going to be a lot of LeBron fans be like, oh, LeBron wouldn't let the Eastern Conference scare them that much. KD done been to three fucking teams now. And people still going to be looking at him like, oh, but LeBron did it on both coasts. LeBron did it with less. And just think, if KD had one shoe size smaller, that last shot and regulation would have won the game. Exactly. Instead of tie it. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or instead of going for the highlight, you know, just, you know what? All we need is two points. I know for a fact that these boys are tired. It's the Milwaukee fucking Bucks. All I got to do is end up, I can lay it up. I can honestly just move in a little bit. And what fucked me up the most is even if he would have made the shot, they would have still gone into double overtime because he was standing on the line. So it's like, you, you, it was all for nothing. So, for me, like Katie, I, I know, you know, he's a hometown hero and I fuck with him and everything like that. But, you know, we're not going to sit here and act like him and, you know, his homeboy Kyrie. I'm going to get into him. You know, I'm going to dig in his ass a little bit later. You know, pause. But, you know, we're we going to have to have some talks, man, because, you know, this whole like conglomerate and getting with your homeboys in order to win shit. And then y'all don't win shit. I'm looking at y'all real fucking funny now. Even LeBron. Like, yo, like you had the opportunity like, you you are doing what you're doing, LeBron, but I got to look at AD also. It's like, yo, like, was New Orleans right? I got to look at New Orleans because I'm like, yo, like, y'all went and got homeboy at the number one pick, and now he's thinking he's a fucking superstar. Like, he he's only, like, what, what the fuck has he done? What, what I, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to jump ahead, and you know I, not, I talk a lot. But th- this one, much. Th- th- <laughs> this, this much. is... This has really fucking hurt my heart. I was thinking about it all week. I was like, I'm not going to put it on the docket because I don't want to talk about it. But since we're here, let's let's just continue to like go down this this rabbit hole. Um, 
the New Orleans uh, New Orleans Pelicans, right? Who is their superstar? Zion. Okay, so we, we all know Zion is the the superstar. However, Zion's family doesn't want him to play New Orleans. That that's their way of trying to do what AD did: push him to LA, push him to LA. Newsflash, buddy. <laughs> You can't push. You can't pull a Harden and get fat. You're already there. You, you you already aren't the shape they want you to play in. That's why your ass keep getting injured. This is why you and can't I, get it done. And oh, go ahead. That, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. And not just that. And actually, this was next on the docket. So we're actually doing pretty. We're actually doing very well. That was actually a segue to this. The thing with Zion is, you need to play more. You need to play an entire season before your family. Let me say that again. You need to play a full season before your family can try to get you out of New Orleans. Play a whole season first. Yeah. Your play family 70, can play 70 to 75 games when the when the season when when the season starts, you know, in October and we're back to a full 82. Play 75 games. Yeah. I, I need Zion Williamson to honestly, like, you know, he's going to have to pull a fucking Aaron Rodgers and, like, let his family be his family from a fucking distance. This is the same family who took $400,000 payments before he went to do. I didn't fucking forget that shit. Did y'all? Because I definitely didn't. I remember okay. him, you know. No, I didn't forget either. And, and also, and also, stop letting your family be Uncle Dennis because he ain't, because Exa- exactly. their family ain't Uncle Dennis. Exactly. Zion, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I only say it once. I don't have many bad things to say about Zion. I don't have many things to say bad about his family. I don't know these people or anything like that. But I know for a fact that his family is trying to get the bag. They want to get as much out of him as possible young. And the reason why is because they know the way that Zion plays and, you know, the way he is built, he is only built to last six to seven seasons. You've heard it here. I'll be the first person to tell you this shit. Zion and the way that he plays with the velocity that he plays, he has, he's honestly the equivalent of Blake Griffin in a Pelicans jersey. So if somebody is upset at the way I just said that shit, look at Blake Griffin. Everything you said is fast. So, you know, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, my, my last little statement was going to be this. Um, Zion, I need you to, re- you know, to reel in your family because your family is going to get you out of a good situation into a worse one. And the last thing you want to do is go play for fucking Detroit because you did not tell your family to shut up. You didn't tell your family, hey, yo, I got this. Y'all are in New Orleans, which is honestly, if you look at their roster, they should be doing more. And which which so ironic because if you look at their roster, their roster's doing everything. Their roster's doing. Who are they looking for to win games? Zion, where are you at, dog? Like we need you. You can't even get us into the playoffs, and you're the superstar. So you was not imagine just, not, not, <laughs> No, no, you're right. Like I need, like, like I said, I need Zion to play seventy five games. Yeah. Seventy five. No. That's that's His, a, that's a full season. That's a basically a full season with you know all the load management. Low management and everything. Play seventy five games next next season. Uh, I, whoever is going to be your coach. How many? Years, he's been in the league two years. 
I won't say it's been two years, right? Um, I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, actually, let me, don't we have our notes? We have our notes of our hot takes. Here's my hot take. Zion Williamson will never play more than 70 games in his entire career per season. He will never eclipse more than 70 games. Never. I, I am willing to put a $50 bet on that one. It's a bold prediction, but honestly, it stands true. And if he's like this now two years in, it's only going to decline from here. Greg Oden. What what injuries Whoa. did he have? He his knee, he had a knee injury. Knee um, injury? Yeah, I believe he had what, a, like a, a, a thumb injury? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a meniscus injury his first year that knocked him out half uh, the first, basically the first half of the season because he only played twenty six games before um, COVID shut the league down. Okay. So you heard it here first. I've said that on what is this June twenty first, twenty twenty one. Zion Williamson will never play more than seventy games a season. So. And talk to me in six years when we sitting here looking. I'm like, yo, um, <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. Now, that doesn't count also if he goes and gets traded midseason because the, the way that his family's talking, don't be surprised if he end up in fucking uh, Indiana or Sacramento. No, I think he ends up in I think he ends up in Philly, which is a segue to. Is it time? For the process to be broken up. And we know, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Mr. I am terrified to shoot the fucking ball, Ben Brick Simmons. Is it time this to the one segment? This is the one segment I ain't gonna say shit, because fuck Philly. Yeah, you and Lou, I want y'all to discuss this one. I'm gonna sit back. <laughs> All right, well, Lou, is it time for yes. Philly to trade? I I, I, yeah. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, man, Ben, you are a six eleven point guard, which you shouldn't be a point guard. You should be a point forward, but right. that's not that's not here nor there. You're six eleven. Yes, you have, like Ben, you, you are an elite defender. You have your court vision is. Exquisite, but with three minutes left, your team's down by two. You have a wide open dunk, and you pass out of it. Dog, do you need a sports psychologist like Markel Fultz? You know, well, you, you, go ahead. You know, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say you saw the the shot chart from. Uh, the fourth quarter in all seven games against Philly, he made three shots. And I believe in Not four... Not even they took. Oh, I'm sorry. Attempted. Attempted. And in three or four of those games, he didn't even attempt a shot in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, I think it's time Ben goes. I- I'm in full agreement. I'm in full agreement. Um... You I guess the only, you know, you can't be, you, want, you can't be robbing if you are afraid to shoot. 
because we know clearly Embiid is Batman on the Sixers. He's 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 one A. He's one A on the Sixers, and you have your one B that is afraid to shoot the ball. Now, yes, he may not ever shoot from a, from from three point distance. May not ever <laughs> at this point. My my. Okay. I'm I'm betting on the I'm betting on the over. He never shoots from three from three point distance in his career. That's fine, but at least like the past three shows. Hold on one second, sir. The past three shows, I said the most effective way to shut down Philly is to play Rondo defense on 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 Simmons. What did Atlanta do? They played Rondo defense on Ben Simmons. Like, look at Game Seven. They they didn't even look at him. They didn't even look at him. Um, in the you know in the second half, like they just completely like okay, we're gonna we're gonna shut down and Or you know, I made a comment in I made a comment in in one group chat. Why, why isn't Atlanta playing straight up on 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 Seth Curry? Because he was dominant him out out the sky. They played the right defense. Like, all right, Ben, you can have all you all the space you want on the perimeter. We're not letting you in the paint. And, and that was just it. They they're not scared of him. You know, as no soon one, as he, no as soon as he, right, as soon as he drives the paint. You know, then here comes the defense. But let him shoot from outside. He wasn't making nothing. Hell, he was barely attempting anything. He's not even attempting the shot. Like right. I, so, like, so that's where I give Rondo credit. Rondo was not a great shooter at all in the in the early stages of Rondo of, of Rondo's career. He did. He was just like Ben Simmons. He was a like Rondo's like six three, six four. That was Ben. That's 2008, you're looking at Ben Simmons, a smaller Ben Simmons. Y'all are being too fucking nice. This man is making 170 fucking million dollars, and he will not take a fucking shot. At, at what point do you need to just say, you know what? He has to fucking go. I've already said my bold prediction earlier for Zion. I'm going to give you another bold prediction. Ben Simmons is going to the fucking Rockets for John Wall, DJ Augustine, and a second rounder. I said that on the 20th when we guys text last night. Um, when it comes to Ben Simmons, my last little statement is going to be this. He is just not a good player. You don't have to be well-rounded to be a good player. You don't have to be able to jump out of the gym. You don't have to shoot threes and stuff like that. Ben Simmons is not a good player. He has the look and the aesthetic of a superstar. But overall, he's not a good player. He, he shoots when he wants to. And you know what you can't do in a league where, you know what, in order to win games, you have to shoot the fucking ball. He don't want to do that. When you say, oh, what, you know what, I need you to play defense, he can do that. It's like going to class with your homework. And you're like, you know what, I got my homework, but you know what, I did like three-fourths of it. It's like, but I need you to do all of it. But, you know, I can still get a C if I just do like three-fourths of it, right? And the teacher's like, yeah, Ben Simmons, he likes getting away with a C grade. That's why when, you know, all the, you know, the hype, you know, that we call them the, um, the beat writers and stuff like that. When you talk about Ben Simmons, 
their default is to talk about his fucking defense. And I was like, guess what? Gary Payton had defense. Yes, he was called the fucking glove. But how are you called the glove and you don't have any fucking rings? Why? Because you can't fucking win. Philly is a city that's honestly like prided themselves off of the Eagles championship, which is a fluke, but that's a whole another story for another day. But we're going to go ahead and we're just going to let them live with that. I will say this though. Ben Simmons, you are in one of the, the NBA's like roughest quadrants of like teams. Philly is honestly, they know they want to win and they have a win now mentality. I have to give Embiid credit for being able to score 39 points Every other play, though, holding his fucking meniscus. You know why? He was hurt. He was playing through it. He needs you to show up. $170 million, bro. Absolutely. No, you have to fucking go at that point. You just, you just, you you just took the words out of, you just took the words out of my mouth. Like, he's not going to be in Philly beginning of next season. Yeah. Oh, he he gets traded at draft. He gets traded on draft night. Q. Let, let, let's just bring it back to not just this season, not even last season, the season before. Who left Philly, not because he didn't want to start anything in the locker room because he'd already done it at two other teams. Who left Philly because he just knew for a fact they didn't have it in him. And it wasn't they, just one person. Ben, he, he, it was it was Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. And also, and also uh, Ben Simmons was upset that Jimmy was – had the ball in his hands more, and he was facilitating the offense. Well, duh, ben, uh, Jimmy Butler can shoot, and he's not afraid to shoot. He may not hit when he he may not hit the three or hit the jump, hit the J all the time, but he is not afraid to throw it up. Yo, Ben Simmons needs to stop fucking with the, the Jenner sisters and understand basketball again. I need him to take it back to the basics. He needs to hang out with Hakeem. He needs to go and like hang out with somebody who is like an NBA alum who's like, no, not like, even get- not even Hakeem. He needs to go and ask Magic and ask Magic, yo, what do I need to do to unlock my game? Well, we know what you need to do. You need to learn how to fucking shoot. <laughs> you ask me to be you you ask me to be in the goddamn gym for six hours a day taking a thousand shots. Yo. Whether that means <laughs> you know, and you know Ben is ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. There was a report today saying that they may switch his dom- switch him to his non-dominant hand, which is his right hand, because he's a left-hander. I don't care Q. what you need to do. Let me you ask you a question. You need to do it, but it's not going to be for the. It's not going to be for the Sixers. I'm going to ask Q and Lou a question. When it comes mm-hmm. to currently, I'm talking about in all sports. Um, who has the worst contract? Ben Simmons or Kirk Cousins? Ooh. Um. Kirk has a ceiling of a first round of the wild card, but at least you know he'll he'll get you there. Okay, well uh, let's do a round robin then. We have Ben Simmons, we have Kirk Cousins, or we have Jimmy Garoppolo. You can only pick one. Who has the worst built-in contract? I'm not even. I, I want to say Garoppolo, but he, you know his contract has out. Like the 49ers can get out of that contract with with no with no dead dead cap, mm-hmm. dead, no dead money every season. Like they structured it like they structured I, it like cap cap cabinets. I I think that I would probably have to agree with the Jimmy G because. Uh, 
I'm not sure if he has a no trade clause, but um, he oh, he does have a no trade. He does. Does, does uh, Kirk have one too? Kirk has one. Yeah, yeah. His was built in. Well, <laughs> how about all three? <laughs> yeah. 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 They're there, all there's bad. no clear cut winner they're, here. They're all bad contracts, but I'm going to say Jimmy G because he cannot stay healthy. Yeah. He cannot oh. stay healthy to save his life. Oh, let, let, let's take this back. I'm sorry. We, we have to fact check on this show because, you know, we, we want to make sure that we are doing justice when it comes to sports. Um, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins agreed to a two-year contract extension on Monday, which will keep the Vikings quarterback through the 2023 season. However, however, this includes an extra $66 million guarantee, but the silver lining is this. He does not have full no-trade protection on his new deal. Well, he has a partial. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, partial. therefore, now we have to pick between <laughs> Jimmy G and fucking Vince. Wow. Ooh, lordy, lordy. Mm-hmm. This is the I'm worst contract say, since Le'Veon Bell, and that was I'm last gonna year. Say, I'm going to say Jimmy. I'm going to say Jimmy G because he, he he doesn't stay healthy enough to 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 earn that contract. But that's the thing. Like, he, has Q, right? a, he has not played a full season since he's been in San Fran. But Q, here's the thing: I'd rather you not play because you can't play versus be on the court and not play. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm paying you. I'm paying you to do nothing, but I'm paying you, and you're showing up, and you're like. I don't want you to come to work and you're not working. Like this man, literally, he looked at the rim and was like, "You know what? You know what? This, that's ten I'm feet, pass, right?" I'm gonna ask him my table. Yo, yo, how do you look up? How do you look up at the rim and say, "You know what? Can I throw that up? You know what? I'll just throw it forward. You know what? A pass well, works." Like LSU, LSU Ben Simmons would have piped that. Well, guess guess what? So Shaq, right? right get, I was LSU just gonna ben bring Simmons. up the Shaq point. <laughs> I, I, I go, love go ahead, Lou. Go, go ahead, Lou. I'm gonna just let I, you. I I just love that last when he they had what he would have said to Ben Simmons, and he just said, "I'd knock your ass out, straight up, knock your ass out." <laughs> exactly. Come oh, yo, you are the difference in us going to the. You have the easiest route at that point. You are like the way your roster looks right now. Even if you have to go and you know face Atlanta. You have an easy route to get to the NBA Finals at that point, and that's just by like metrics. Now, I'm still personally saying that the Atlanta Hawks are going to be in the finals because, I mean, it's still Philly at the end of the day. But Philly was going to get to the finals. It may have been a five or six game series, but whatever. Um, they had they I, and I said this a couple of weeks ago. Philly had Philly had the easy track. Yep. yep. Philly had the easy track because because that. Brooklyn Milwaukee series should have been the should have been the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, question, that should have been the that should have been the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, now me, you know, I, I do watch the playoffs, but all these days are running together. Remind me of one thing because we, we got to get to these voicemails. Did the Atlanta Hawks play after Philly got eliminated? Philly played Atlanta. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, so that, that's how fucked up it is. Like, it's like, yo, like, how do you, you lose to a team? I don't even know that you played them. It was that, that fucking bad. That, like, 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 seriously, like, seriously, seriously. No, okay. So, so, whoever, wait, so, like, the, so hold on, Q, hold on. This, okay. The, the Brooklyn game, that's what I meant. The Brooklyn game, did that have that, like, did that series end before the uh, Atlanta Philly yes. season? Uh, yes, they, yes. Played, they played, they played Saturday. 
Okay, yes. so let me ask you a stupid question. You, as the Philadelphia 76ers, you knew for a fact that your hardest team to beat to come out of your conference just got eliminated in game seven. You're like, you know what? Brooklyn's gone. All we got to do is win this game and we play the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all we got to do. And then we get to play, honestly, anybody who's not named LeBron James in the NBA Finals. All we got to do is win this one game. We can scoop by and get a seven-game series. And you know what? It don't even matter because we can do six or seven games from the Western Conference, and we didn't got, we don't have the LeBron narrative. And Philly couldn't do that. You're trying to tell me, you know what? Fuck Philly. I'm, I'm sick of this because, shit. Because uh, Doc Rivers is not a championship coach. Okay, Q. So he's not a, what, he's not a championship coach. So, so, so a lot of this was a, a lot of this is definitely on Ben, but but a lot of this is on Doc Rivers too. So, um, thank you. You leave you leave a player that you know cannot shoot in the game in the fourth quarter, where you know the strategy, and this is a strategy that Nate Nate McMillan has never used in his coaching career to intentionally foul a player to put them up, to foul a bad free throw shooter to put them intentionally on the line. He hasn't employed this. He has not employed this in any, any of his coaching stops, but he knew, he knew, oh, Doc's not making that adjustment. Let me take, let me exploit it. That's on Doc Rivers. This is this is exactly why my inaugural Doc Rivers staring at the scoreboard award is going to none other than Doc Rivers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta add we gotta add crybaby to that too. He's a fucking crybaby. He whines about every fucking call. What do you mean? (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, Q. There there we go. The Doc Rivers, what do you mean award? Yes. Yes. Yes indeed. Doc Rivers has his own fucking award. He has the What Do You Mean Award. Now, I feel like that award has to go to something special, though. Lou, you get to decide. The the Doc Rivers What Do You Mean Award, what does that stand for? What do you have to do in order to get the Doc Rivers What Do You Mean Award? Uh, (laughs) Put me on the spot here. Um, (laughs) uh, What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, basically, what what, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm sorry, you put me on the spot here. (laughs) Um, I have never seen someone complain about every call, like, all game. I can see, like, a questionable call here or there, and you're bitching and whining to the refs. But every play? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did that shit in Orlando. He did that shit in Boston. He did that shit in, in L.A. with the Clippers. And he just took it to a whole nother level this season. Yeah. I have nothing for him. I just, You know what? I wish him all the best. I wish him all the best. But he, he's definitely going to, from this week on, we're giving out the Doc Rivers What Do You Mean Award. Um, in my humble opinion, this award is going to someone who honestly just, they didn't understand the mission. Like, and it doesn't have to be basketball. Say, for example, UFC. If somebody gets knocked out and they were supposed to win the fight, you might get the Doc Rivers What Do You Mean Award. Like, what do you mean you weren't, what do you mean you lost? Like, that, that was you. Vince McMahon should get the What Do You Mean Award every fucking week. We'll talk about WWE a little bit later. Um, 
Honestly, um, who else? Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean award? When he loses and he's predicted to end up coming out of the NFC every single year. He's supposed to be in the NFC championship every single year. What do you mean you lost? Because you're fucking Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's okay to lose by 28 and nobody cares. Um, you know, what is another what do you mean award? Um, outside of Doc Rivers. Um, Ben Simmons, $170 million. What do you mean you don't want to take the layup? Because you already got paid. So, yes, Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers, they are both going to share this week's what do you mean award because wow <clears throat> what do you mean yeah yeah ben <laughs> definitely shit ben definitely shit the bed 100 q 170 do you know how many bitcoin i can get for fucking 170 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> how many fucking bitcoin i can have and it's lost half of its value in in, in the last two months yeah that's a lot Q, do you, with $170 million, Q, I would literally just spend a million dollars on double ups on FanDuel and just pick Sixers players. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how much fucking money. Yo, like, yo I would literally, hold on. I'm sorry. We, we have to do this right now. We have to do this. I, I know we're supposed to move on, but fuck that. We're, we're doing this right now. What, what is the 76ers roster? We we have to let me see. You know another thing to, that hurt. You know another thing that hurts really. Danny Green going down. See, and that's the thing with one hundred and seventy million dollars. Q, I would put Danny Green in my lineup, knowing that he's not going to play for Fanduel. My lineup for the Philadelphia 76ers If I was Ben Simmons, and I think this is what he did. Ben Simmons definitely plays Fanduel. His lineup was Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, Danny Green, George Hill. And anybody from Atlanta, he's like, you know what? Well, you can, yeah. You talk about a a, a game, <laughs> yeah. That's definitely yeah. a game. A, sing, a single game stat, yeah. Because you you have to pick somebody from the opposing team. So he's like, you know what? Like, who, who's a little short guy with the hairline? Uh, him. We, we play against him, right? Yeah, one hundred seventy million. Let's just go ahead and put a million dollars on that and double ups. Because he, he said, you know what? If I if if I put in a million dollars, you know what? I'll make two million. Cause I'm Ben Simmons. I fucked a Kardashian Jenner. <laughs> you, you, you know who I am? I'm Ben Simmons. I'm six ten. I'm a you point see, guard. Six eleven. Did you see? You, you see? I, oh, wait, did you, you say he's six eleven? He's six eleven. Well, we're going to subtract an inch because clearly, you know, you give an inch, he takes a mile, but clearly he doesn't because he takes one hundred and seventy million dollars and does nothing with it. So fuck you, Ben Simmons. You're definitely getting the yeah. Rivers. What do you mean? You, you, I hate see? this guy. You, <laughs> he passes you, it. You I see, hate him. You see what fucking a Kardashian would do to you? That's why I am so fucking lucky that Chris Paul got in the Devin Booker's head and said, stop fucking Kylie. You see, Q. Straight up. Goddamn right. Don't fuck her until after the playoffs is over. Straight up. Yes, God damn it. Yes, indeed. Okay, I got my damn uh, soundboard ready again. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So this last little, this last little piece of, of NBA news, because as like I said, last week was a whole shit ton of it. Uh, coaches. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Q. We got four voicemails and a couple of these have NFL and NBA in the notes. So we need to play those before we move on. Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and get through those first. 
Um, I want to know that guy, that guy that plays for the uh, Raiders, the NFL player, what's his name, Carl, uh, the way he came out, he said he was gay today. Now, I want to know, um, when he scores a point, do they still run by and tap him on the butt, or do they wait until they get into the locker room and, and, and whatever? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. oh man. <sighs> the ignorance of some people, man. Exactly. The ignorance of some people. Why should it matter? Why should it matter? And I'm not going <laughs> to, and I've already... I've already talked about this at Narcium. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But why should it matter? No, 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 Q. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We, we, gotta, we, got, we have to stop letting shit like that slide. Talk your shit. Talk your shit, Q. Straight up. What? Why does it matter? What? Now that, I mean, they were doing the same thing before he came out. So why should it matter? Now that he's out. Look, that's a fucking stupid, stupid ass comment. God. Like, why should it fucking matter? Why should it matter? More importantly, that's, that's, no. That's exactly, that's exactly, that's exactly why. I need, let me, let me take a sip. Message. You say you're taking a sip? I think we all should. Another one, and another one, and another one, and another because one. This is exactly why we don't have tolerance and acceptance and equity and equity in this in this world. Because dumbasses because dumbasses make stupid fucking comments when it shouldn't fucking matter the the the, the sexual preference, the color of someone's skin. The nationality that they grew up, that, that their family is from. None of that should fucking matter. How about we just treat people like human beings, regardless of who they are and what they are, and, and who they choose to love and who they choose to worship and all, and, and, all of that. Amen. And with that said, don't make me jump through this goddamn phone. Do you hear me? Because I don't play that. With that being said, next we, voicemail. Yeah, because one thing that we don't do, we don't do disrespect. Yes. I don't care who the who the hell you are. We're not except for Kyrie Irving. Except, except for Kyrie Irving. Except for Mr. <laughs> except for Mr. PTO himself or, or Paula George. Alright, it's time for palate cleanse. Palate cleanse. That's the next time. Man, if you don't, if you don't get your, you know what? I'm the one with the soundboard, motherfucker. So first and foremost, I'm always right. Second and foremost, boy, if you don't. Third of all, you better cut that shit out. Playing on my goddamn phone like that. We don't do that. You see this? You're listening to the YBB Sports Desk, and you only get one try with these goddamn voicemails. Do you understand what I'm saying? But first, let's take a sip. 
Let, let's take a sip, Q. Yeah, Let, let's take a, a sip. Exactly. We're going to do a palate cleanser while we play this next voicemail because hopefully y'all aren't disrespectful. One day I had this dream that I was a superhero called Captain No Hair, and I used to go around and saving people, and then I woke up from the dream and I was a blowfish. Shit. <laughs> I think that the Bucks are going to sweep Atlanta. I would like to hear your thoughts on why you see Atlanta beating them in that series. And the Bucks sweeping Atlanta, and they couldn't get past a team who's honestly their highest score in Game Seven. Who, who, who was the dude that? Do it even matter? They lost. <laughs> do it even matter? <laughs> the, the Brooklyn Nets. Q, do me a favor. While we go and play this last voicemail from Brad, I need you to go and look up Game Seven of the Brooklyn Nets and tell me who the leading scorer was. And then who was the second leading score? And then who for was the third Milwaukee leading score? Or like for, no, for the, for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn. Yes, please. The leading score was it was it was Durant. Yes, and who was the second leading score? Second leading second leading score was Harden, and the third leading score was Blake Griffin. Mm. So, you know what you know what's very interesting about all three of them. What's interesting about all three of those guys is only one has a ring. That's KD. Yeah. Um, on that note, let me go ahead and just say before we get to these next voicemails, um, I've been drinking and I feel different. Um, I feel different <laughs> at the fact that, that James Harden had 22 points. Bruce Brown had 14. Blake Griffin had 17 points. He's the center. How are you a center and you can't jump more? Your vertical is literally eight inches. If he... Next voicemail. It definitely matters because uh, a straight male may feel extremely uncomfortable with a gay person slapping them on the ass. It, it, it is an issue that should be addressed. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the right words. Here's the thing. I really. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the right words. I, I can. I'll, I'll find the words for you. Um, Go ahead. W- w- without sounding like a complete asshole about this. Um, so you're completely okay. Oh, let me. Let me. Let, actually, Q. I, I was almost about to say something really disrespectful, but here we are, because um, I'm about to say it. So you would be completely fine with the straight man slapping you on the ass versus a gay person who's slapping you on the ass. Um, the, can you make the math, like, add up right there? Like, are you, are you saying that when a straight guy taps you on the ass, it, it's completely fine? Like, you know, th- th- there's no malice in that. Like, there's no, like, intention or thought process behind it. But when a gay person does it, there's, you know, malicious intent. There's a thought process behind it. More importantly, if they would have never told you that they were gay, like, w- would you have known? W- w- would you have known? So you knowing that the person is gay, does that make it, like, worse? Like, oh, oh he's gay. He slapped me on the ass. He must want me. Um, th- I'll, I'll give you a piece of information that we, we learned on H Street one night, Q, and I'm going to have to regurgitate it for the people who didn't go to, you know, uh, our fun bars where we used to get drunk and have a tab of $28, probably less. Um Gay people don't really want straight people. 
And as a straight man, I can tell you, they don't want us. They don't want us. That's facts. And, you know, as a straight heterosexual man, I can tell you this as a fact. If you are concerned about what a gay man, woman, or anybody that's in the LGBTQ, what is it, uh, LGBTQ plus community is thinking about you, you might need to sit down and evaluate your own personal lifestyle because it seems like that's what you're gunning for. That's what you want. Or that's what you are inquiring about because you, you actually just might have a thought. So, you know, that's honestly, you know, just my thought process on it. Me, I played basketball for years, played football for years, played sports for years. And regardless if a person is gay or straight, like, I'm pretty sure I, I never knew it. I didn't care. Um, if somebody slaps me on the ass, like, we, oh, good shot or something like that. Like, the last thing I'm thinking of is, oh, they want me. Never thought it. Not once. But... I mean, I see his point, his perspective of, oh, well, you know, he's let us know that he's gay. So, you know, that might be the case. I just, I just, maybe I just don't think like that. I'm just not of that magnitude where I think that deep into things. So Q, I'm gonna let you take the floor on that one, bro. Uh, you said everything that I, that I, I wanted to say about being very disrespectful. First of all, as a bisexual man, we're not thinking about you. We're not thinking, contrary to contrary to popular belief, we're not trying to like. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some that are trying to turn that, that do try to turn straight people out, but nine times out of I can say 97 percent don't care. Yeah, we're not we're not out hunting for you. Yeah, well, since you not, since they are listening to. Since they are listening to the sports desk, I think it is now time to change topics. So since we are drafting a new topic, it's time to move on. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we have been on the NBA for a while. And just, you know, just with the amount of news from the NBA like, that happened last week, we're actually going to table the discussion on the coaching vacancies because we should see we should be seeing some movement on new coaching hires. Wait, 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 wait. Q, are you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you moving on from the NBA completely? No, we're not moving on from the NBA completely. We're just going to table that particular part. Of okay, the okay. Uh, but I'm gonna let's move on to something that you wanted to talk about. All right, here we are. You ain't even got to introduce it. First and foremost, we're talking about Kyrie Irving. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. Um, I wanted to let you guys all know that. Um, actually, Q, you you let them know. I'm, I'm gonna let you like lead me in because I'm gonna go in for at least five minutes straight. Leave all your voicemails now while you can. All right. So we're about to have a conversation about a certain NBA player. You probably know who that NBA player is. My nickname for that player is Mr. PTO himself. And here's where I'm going to shut up for another drink. Greg, the floor is all yours. 
Yeah. Now listen, that's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. And with the first pick, we are picking Kyrie Irving. Please come to the fucking stage. It's your turn. It is your turn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I need you to come to the table right now. Um, do you have anything to say before I, you know, announce what I'm about to say to you? Oh, you do? Shut up, bitch. All right. So now that I, you know, have gotten your full attention, Kyrie Irving, this letter is for you. Dear Kyrie Irving, first and foremost, I want to let the listeners know this is not to be disrespectful to Kyrie Irving because I don't really care about him that much. But we, we have to have this dialogue because a few months ago, ladies and gentlemen, um, I made a bet with all of the listeners who said, and I quote, if the Brooklyn Nets, the loaded Brooklyn Nets, won the NBA Finals this year, that I would watch Uncle Drew once a week, every week, for 365 days from the point they won the championship. Let me just let you know, the Brooklyn Nets will not be winning that bet because indeed I did. Um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let me start here. First and foremost, the TD Garden person who threw the bottle at Kyrie Irving isn't shit, should be banned, and should honestly never step foot into any NBA arena. Period. Period. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, let me just go say this. Not just as a Boston Celtics fan, but as somebody who knows the word karma. Keyword there is karma. Boston has racism, and let's not act like they're the only team that has an issue with racism. Utah Jazz, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Cowboys, if you want to talk about the NFL, Washington football team, if you want to talk about D.C. teams, Philadelphia Eagles had a fucking jail in their stadium, but about 70% of the people who ended up going into there were either Latinx or black. There we go. But when we talk about the Boston Celtics, we talk about Kyrie Irving, who, you know, to close out that series against the Boston Celtics, he stepped on Lucky, and the Boston Celtics fans were not happy about that shit. So mad, though, that their their precious logo, their precious Lucky got stepped on, they forgot one thing. Just act calm, because the news articles would have been completely different knowing that, you know what, that water bottle was never thrown. If the water bottle was never thrown, we would have had the narrative of, well, Kyrie Irving is disrespectful to the Boston Celtics, even though they gave him every fucking thing he wanted, dreamed for, and said honestly in a presser that, you know what, he wants to retire with the Boston Celtics. But the moment, the moment that that water bottle was thrown, all hell went out the window, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then the next series, um, Kyrie's ankle bends nine degrees. Now, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with what happened was it was ironically, it's almost cosmic. That same ankle was the one that he stepped on lucky, which a lot of people on Reddit and Twitter were like, oh, well, it's karma. We don't wish karma on people like that. That's really bad. But what I am going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is going to say this. Kyrie Irvin has a complete lack of self-reflection. He is unable to see his own actions and how they affect others. Uh, Kyrie Irvin has a, his, a history. He is historically fucked over every single team, included in college, that he's ever played for. No coaches really enjoy having Kyrie Irvin as a coach, you know, as a player. And the reason for that is because Kyrie does not like himself. I'm starting to understand that Kyrie just strikes me as a type of guy who constantly is searching for meaning. 
When I say that, it's just, it just seems like every day Kyrie Irving, he wants to wake up a different person. He's like, you know what? I want to be blonde. You know what? I just I, I want to be black. I, I, I want to be this. I want to be that. And it's like, Kyrie, who are you? And seven years later, I don't know who Kyrie Irving is. So I had to make some bullet points. I had to do a little bit of research. Um, my issue with the fact that Kyrie Irving is the way that he is, is it to me, it feels like he's clearly trying to like, you know, just like he, he wants everybody to hate him. And it's like, you're a likable guy, but you just do absolutely fucking stupid shit. Like, it's like telling a kid, you know what? Don't put your finger on the stove. It might burn you. And they continually fucking do it. So then when they have a nub for a fucking finger and they're complaining and bitching about it, you're like, yo, but you've done this shit so much. I stopped telling you about it. And we've gotten to the point with Kyrie Irving. We stopped telling him about himself. And so they're saying, you know what, Kyrie, you, you know, everywhere you go, like there's a fucking problem. USA teams, problems. Cleveland Cavaliers, problems. College, problems. You're talking about flat earth. That's a fucking problem. You, you go to Brooklyn, there's problem. You're saying that you don't need superstars, and y'all get superstars, and then you lose. I just don't understand it, man. Like, you know, he, he started, you know, the, the last season in, Bro- um, sorry, in Boston saying that, you know, he would resign with the Boston Celtics, and then he didn't. And then on more than one occasion, he publicly threw his teammates under the bus the same season, including, including throwing Jalen Brown under the bus, throwing, um, you know, Tatum under the bus during tv interviews while the team was struggling during the regular season and they still managed to get into the playoffs even with all this shit and shenanigans then while he's playing for the boston celtics he kept playing the you know just wait to the playoffs when we get into the playoffs we'll know what the true season is this is kyrie Irving i'm talking about ladies and gentlemen after saying this shit he gets into the playoffs and you know what he does the last quarter of the regular season you know he does nothing and then when we get into the playoffs by, you know, by the grace of Tatum and Jalen Brown discovering that, you know what? We actually don't need him. We, we don't need him. Kyrie Irving shot 20% from the field during the second round and then gave up after game three. Then he left the Boston Celtics, ladies and gentlemen, and refused to travel with the Nets to Boston for the first three games in TD Garden. And then when they came to Brooklyn for those subsequent games, he refused to show up to those games either. Um, in my personal opinion, that makes him kind of pussy to, you know, it's, it's like knowing for a fact that you are a bully or, you know, you just you really want to fight somebody. But instead of saying, you know what, let's just let's fight it out. Let's squab it out. You talk shit about them on Twitter. That, that's a Kyrie Irving. That's what he did. So after those three games, those first three games of the TD Garden that he didn't show up to and those two games in Brooklyn that he didn't show up to, you know what happened? I came to the realization he did the exact same fucking thing in Cleveland. When he was playing for Boston and they had to go to Cleveland, you know, two games that first season, he never showed up. He faked injuries. So it's like, okay, this is his thing. He's like a fucking scorned ex-girlfriend. He's like, you know what? Like, you know, the best way to get over them is to avoid them. And in many cases, yes. But here's the thing. You're a grown fucking man playing in an NBA and you're afraid to play a team that honestly, like the day that you're coming back to them, they're praising you for being there. They're praising you for getting them a ring. And you still don't show up. The Boston Celtics praised him for what they did, you know, what they did with him and what he contributed, even though it was a little bit, he did for the team. And you know what? He didn't even have the balls to show up. And then you know what he does when he finally does show up? He sages the fucking arena. Kyrie Irving, imagine somebody coming to your house and saging your shit because they don't trust you. Now, I know Q and Lou are like muted right now, and I'm the only one talking. I said I was going to make this really brief, but I'm just going to say this. 
Kyrie Irving, you'll never have my respect, bro. Ever. Ever. I, I hope that, you know, you get well and you end up being healthier next season and you guys actually do go get that ring. I really do hope that shit. But he has proven himself to me to be, in my honest opinion, a fucking coward. I, I just, I, I, I've tried to make logical sense of it. I tried to be on his side with a lot of shit. But honestly, like his history of just like really being a terrible person when it comes to like the politics of the game, I'm sure people like him. But it's like, yo, like everything you do is like the complete opposite of what we would want or should expect out of you. He's talking shit about LeBron, and LeBron's honestly, he, he's on a whole nother team now. You still, you throwing shots at him to the point where LeBron is like, yo, that's like, little bro, man, like we, we have squabbles, we have fights and shit like that. That's how, that's what I get from LeBron. When he sees Kyrie Irving, he's like, I really, I can't stand this motherfucker. But you know what? Since the cameras are here, I got, I got to play it. Because I, I can tell you, you know, in my personal opinion, Kobe couldn't stand Shaq. Shaq couldn't stand Kobe. But they liked each other's gameplay. And that's how I get the whole Le- LeBron and Kyrie thing. But me, as a fan of basketball, when I see Kyrie Irving out because, you know what, he just deci- you know he decided he wanted to take PTO for mental health. And st- okay, that's fine. But the thing is, when does it stop? When, when, when do we honestly just say, you know what, like Kyrie, like you're not doing this shit for mental. Like you're just doing it to, to make a scene. You're, you're doing it to honestly just like just start up shit. So now that your team has lost, now what? You, you've got what you wanted. You're in Brooklyn. You, you, you're friends with KD. Y'all are on the same team together. Y'all get harder. Y'all are supposed to be the superstar team. All y'all had to do was get past LeBron. You couldn't get fucking past the Milwaukee Bucks. So next year, when y'all are ranked number one on, all, on everybody's rankings, saying, you know what? Well, the team's healthy now. They had a longer offseason. You know, Harden's able to get healthy. You got Katie, he's healthy. You got Kyrie, yes, he's coming back off the ankle injury, but he's healthy. If y'all don't win the finals, I don't want to hear that man's name again. I'm, I mean this shit. And the only reason I'm putting it on Kyrie is because of the fact, the impact he's played on a lot of teams and the shit that he's giving other teams that he's been on. He talks shit about the Cleveland Cavaliers to this day. He talks shit about the Lakers. They ain't never played for him. You, you got two other superstars, three if you want to count, you know, Blake Griffin's knees, because, I mean, he needs those to jump, right? But when it comes to Kyrie Irving, the only reason I give him this much shit is because, honestly, Kyrie Irving should have three rings. He should have three rings right now. Not even including Brooklyn. He should have three rings. He could have gotten the Boston Celtics at least one. He should have had two in Cleveland. But when you... As a teammate, you run other people off your team or they get you the fuck up out of there because honestly, you're not you're not cutting it. I've seen this before. It's called Chris Paul. But the difference between Kyrie Irving and Chris Paul, people actually like him. People want to play with Chris Paul. People understand that even if I can't play with Chris Paul, he can win without me. I've yet to see Kyrie Irving win without somebody. I've seen teams that he's on win without him playing. Boston, Cleveland, the Brooklyn Nets. They were literally a shot away of honestly possibly going to the NBA Finals and playing without Kyrie Irving. But I can tell you what Kyrie Irving was about to do. He was going to sit there and wait till they got to the Finals, show up maybe game three, game four. Then all of a sudden, he's like, I can play the series now because y'all got me here. 
Kyrie Irving is going to be that guy who he's going to ride on Durant's coattails the entire fucking season next year because he's done it. He did it all this season. Q, I don't know if you're there, Lou. I don't know if you're there, but it's, if you look yeah, I'm here. like histo- if you okay. look historically with the Brooklyn Nets, like this season, Kyrie Irving, yeah, he'll show up when he has to because that's his job. Like I'll show up one game and then I'll take off seven more. When we found out that James Harden was going there, do you know what he said? He was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. He took off nine games. Just because they got Harden. Bro, you have an obligation here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say too much more about it. I, I'm just going to say this to close it out when it comes to, you know, this whole Kyrie thing. Kyrie, I, I just I can't trust you as a player on any team. And I'm a fan of Durant. I'm a fan of Harden. I, I just know for a fact of a cancer when I see one to a team. Kyrie, you, you're that, bro. Like, I just... <sighs> Katie Harden, I hope y'all go get that ring. But I hope y'all acknowledge, like, the dude y'all playing with, like, he he's not good. Man. There's, some, there's something off with homeboy. There, there's really something off. And I hope that he takes the offseason to kind of, like, reevaluate himself. Because this whole season has been a testament to how their season ended. He wasn't there for the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets were there for him. That's all I got to say, man. Very well said. I, 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 I don't think I need to say anything else. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and play this, play this, play this comment, and then we're going to move on. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm really loving your vibe right now, and uh, nigga balls. You see? <sighs> Ignorance. Well, 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 well since, since he sucked everybody off and sucked all the energy out of the room, let me just go and start by saying. With that being said, he's already been blocked, but let's move on. Um, Q, um, I actually had a, a bonus thing I wanted to discuss, if you don't mind me, like adding this to the docket. Because, you know, I, I, I said so much about, um, you know, Kyrie Irving. I, I put this in the, the show notes for the week. Because, um, okay, you know, NFL, we didn't have um, an actual, like, NFL news article. We do. Now, apparently the NFL has found their first ever spirit sponsor. So starting this season, this upcoming season, Crown Royal Whiskey, ladies and gentlemen, will be sponsoring the NFL. So I feel like it's only right for the first week of the NFL football season for the YBAB Sports Desk that we all go and buy ourselves a bottle of Crown Royal Whiskey and get drunk just watching games from 1 o'clock to 8 o'clock. That's all I had to say about that. Sounds good to me. I'm there. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right, let me open up my notes. Okay, so moving on. Moving on. That was, uh, oh, god damn, another fucking NBA story. Oh, man. Boy, the, <laughs> N- the NBA was drunk last week. They, they were drunk. That's, that, that's why the title of this show is NBA, go home, NBA, you're drunk. LaMelo Ball. One, the rookie of the year over Anthony Edwards. Didn't deserve it. Did not deserve it. Did not deserve it. I mean, he missed. He missed 
And, and I, I am now, and I am not shortchanging Lamelo Ball's talent. The boy is talent, is super, super talented. And had he played, had he not missed those twenty six games with that broken wrist, hands he it, it's like it's unanimous. It's unanimous. But did you not see what Anthony Atwas did to after the All Star break? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, where would what was the voters? What was the what, what was the voters that that voted for the Rookie of the Year award? What what was they watching? What NBA was they watching? Was they watching the NBA that's in Africa? Probably the the uh, the, the the NBA that the NBA that's in Japan. I honestly China? don't think they were watching Q. I think they honestly they saw that you know Lamelo Ball he. He's a ticket. <laughs> He's a ticket sale, right? Or um, <clears throat> Lavar, or Lavar sh- shelled out some checks. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like Anthony. Oh man! And that's, I gotta, I, I, you, you know what? I think that's just the microcosm of the entire season. This whole seventy-two game sh- condensed season. Yeah. All kinds of injuries, just like LeBron predicted. And we're going to, and we wasn't going to talk about this. It was actually going to be a discussion for next week's show. But injuries, the COVID protocols, the playing four games and six nights. That's why there was a rash of injuries this season. Like, no. And and, and like I said, um, we're going to keep this particular point brief on the injuries part because that is mm-hmm. a major part of that is going to be a major part of next week's show but um Lamella Ball did not, I mean everything before the injury yes he, he's he's unanimous looking the year but 26 games you missed 26 games and you're the and you're the, and you're the rookie of the year like you're just gonna just gloss over what Anthony Edwards did to, to close out the season, and he played in every game. Yeah, but when you think about it, though, Q, like you know, I'm reading an article from ESPN that's saying um, this was what February 2021, February 16th to be exact. Lamelo Ball tops the NBA jersey sales in Australia. So I know he wasn't in the top ten of like total Jersey sales. I would love to know the number. Um, if any listeners tell you know, can actually research that while we're talking, that would be great. Um, LaMelo ball, he sells seats and he sells jerseys. He's, he, he's like the poor man, Seth Curry. I'm sorry, Steph Curry, my bad. But you know, for me, I just, I don't want, he's not a, he's a good player. So he's not like a terrible like player at all. But when it comes to the NBA, they're like, okay, you know what? Where's the money? Like, if, if people are going to go and watch the fucking Charlotte Hornets and don't nobody give a fuck about the Charlotte Hornets, you know what? Yeah, sure. Um, he, he's honestly made Charlotte a contender in a year, which, I mean, Kemba, it took him how many years? Eight, nine? So, I just, I just don't think, like, the rookie of the year matters anymore. I feel like the rookie of the year for them is whoever they told you was going to be the top prospect in the draft, Zion. Clearly Zion shouldn't have won last, you know, the rookie of the year. So there's that. Um, LaMelo Ball 
shouldn't have won the rookie of the year. That's that. So every year we're just going to have for the next couple years until there's like a prominent like star who just comes in like a LeBron. It's like, you know what? They're going to be the league. Not in 10 years, not in five years. Like they come into the league and that motherfucker is the league. So basically we're going to be having this conversation next year. Of course. (laughs) Of course. We'll probably have it every year. (laughs) Every year. Every year. It's like, okay, like who's the next person until okay. LeBron's what? 17? He's at year 17, right? So even when like he's gone, they're gonna be like, okay, they're looking for the new face. So every year the NBA is looking for the next LeBron. And even when LeBron leaves, Katie still has at least one, two years on top of that. But when it comes to the these new prospects, they're like, you know what? Like, instead of just having like the Kwame Brown like effect where that person would be a bust. Let's just focus on the next year. So even if that person is a Zion and doesn't like perform to what we thought, just say the next person next year that they're going to be up next. LaMelo ball. Look at him. Like everybody's like, they want LaMelo ball. He's like fucking the, the Christian McCaffrey of the NBA. It's like, Oh my God, like he's electric. Like, but the thing is like, it's still Charlotte at the end of the day. Like what more do you expect? You have to electrify the Charlotte Hornets. Like any, anybody can. That's true. Do you? Think I mean, any, I was just. Do you think any of the voting, say, not for Anthony Edwards, had to do with the team that he played for? I think so. That could. That could be. I, that you, you. You can make a definite argument on that. Like because uh, I mean you 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 could say that like Lamelo was probably the star of the Hornets. Yeah, but. With Anthony Edwards, you know, you got Cat. Uh, they brought in D'Angelo Russell, you know, so he really clearly wasn't the star. So it's not, I, I think he lost votes just because of that fact. Exactly. Okay. That, that, and you, that is, that is definitely, that you definitely can make an argument on that. All right. So I think we're finally done with NBA news. Finally, oh. goodness. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. I got I got breaking news. Go ahead. Uh, Kyrie Irving unlikely to play for Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> oh my god! I, I just got oh. it. I had, I, I had to break it. <laughs> oh my god! He's such a shit show. Oh my god! Oh. Well, like, he, sorry, you, you I mean? my bad. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> like, here's, here's the fucking thing. If you weren't playing in the NBA for the, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, he, he, he just does shit. And it's like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> your, your team got eliminated. And now you're coming out talking about, hey, by the way, I wasn't playing for my team because they, you know, pretty much weren't doing what I wanted them to do. And all three, you know, all three of us couldn't play health, like, you know, health wise. So, you know what? For the Olympics, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to play. Nobody give a fuck. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Does nobody ever just, like, say to Kyrie, is like, you know what? You, you really didn't have to tell us we already expected that. Just be injured, dumbass. Like, what the Basically. fuck? <laughs> no, if, if you're, no, if you're already injured, and we, we got to move on from NBA, because I'm sorry, this is fucking hilarious in my eyes. Hey, yeah, but it's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry oh, I brought yo, it up. No, uh, no, no, my, no, my, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. My, you're fine. my last statement is this. If you already know that you're injured and you're not playing and you've pretty much been shut down for the season, why are you talking about 
you know what? I'm not going to play for the Olympics. That's like saying, you know what? I have the flu. I called out on Monday, but you know what, Tuesday? Mm, I might try to make it in. No. How about you just stay the fuck home? <laughs> We're okay without you. Like, <laughs> Kyrie, just shut up. <laughs> God, I fucking hate this dude. Like, it's like, yo, what is... Oh, my goodness. Like... I'm, I'm going to be nicer to him next season. I swear to God, I am. Next season, I'm going to be nicer to him. And I vow no, it. No, no. Honestly, I'm going to start a clean slate. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of people will probably be like, well, Greg, you, you hating on him? I was like, you might think I'm hating on him. But then articles like that come up. And maybe in my, like, you know, logical or illogical brain, it's just like, yo, like, did you need to let us know? I thought it's something we kind of assumed. But ironically, KD lost. And you know what? He He's already vouched for playing for the Olympics. He said, you know, yeah, I'm going to do it. But Kyrie, your ankle, it went 90 degrees, bro. You need to go ahead and rest. Which leads to my even bigger point. Kyrie wants to play when he wants to fucking play. He said, fuck that. I don't know. <laughs> no. I, do I want to <laughs> play for the Olympics? No. He would, ra- he would rather have the option to play for the Olympics on an ankle that turned 90 degrees. But in the middle of the fucking season, he takes off nine games and nobody knows why. They're just like, you know what? Kyrie just don't want to play this week. Are we supposed to just like live with that? Like, you know what? You know what? He has PTO like the rest of us. He also makes X millions of fucking dollars to play 82 games out of a 365-day calendar year. And he gets the summers off. He's complaining about back-to-back games where he plays for fucking 90 minutes. It'd be a little bit different if you were fucking playing for eight hours. It was like, you know what? Y'all scrimmage, y'all practice, and y'all, then y'all play a game. And you know what? You play another game after that. I know MLB players who do back-to-backs, and their games are fucking four, five, six hours long. And they don't bitch as much as Kyrie Irving. This man takes nine days off. <laughs> nine fucking days. Yo, can you imagine uh, Steven Strasburg or anybody from the MLB saying, you know what? Yeah, y'all are paying me $170 million or X amount of millions of dollars. You know what? Nah, I ain't gonna be able to do it. I'm just gonna go ahead and take nine days off. They're like, oh, well, we're gonna fucking cut you. You've you've actually like breached your contract. Kyrie Irving is the only person who literally says, you know what? I'm gonna breach my contract because of mental health. I'm gonna breach my contract because you know what? I'm converting to be Muslim. I'm gonna breach my contract, honestly, because you know what? You know, some someone, you know, was, you know, slain, you know, and, you know, I'm a part of the Black Lives Matter found, you know, I, I want to, you know, you know, advocate for BLM. But here's the thing. Kyrie Irving never does this shit. I don't want to say he doesn't advocate for BLM because I'm sure he does. My issue is it just seems very fucking convenient. When it suits him, when he don't want to play, that that's when that shit comes out. So for him to to be Mr. Like, you know, I'm I'm doing for all. The Olympics, you say, you know what? I ain't going to be able to do it. You couldn't. You're fucking injured, dude. Like, I just really wish he would stop with the fucking theatrics because he's making it worse. And I I don't want to just be the person to just like really just like harp on Kyrie Irving. But it's like, oh, he's historically just been a fuck up his entire career. At some point, somebody literally just has to like tap him on the shoulder. It's like, bro, it's okay to sit down. It's, It's okay to just be Kyrie Irving. 
You already a superstar. You're Uncle Drew. Greg said he was going to watch that that bullshit ass movie for an entire year if you weren't. And you couldn't even do that. <laughs> no, like I, I I really would love to just sit down with him for like twenty minutes. I don't even need a whole hour. I just want twenty minutes. I want to ask the important fucking questions. Number one, Kyrie Irving. Like you as an athlete. Do you want to play basketball when you want to play basketball? That's my number one question for any athlete. Like if you had the option to play 82 games or nine, skip the other fucking games and then get to the NBA finals. Would you do? I can guarantee you Kyrie Irving's answer is going to be yes. When Kyrie Irving signed with the Brooklyn Nets, you know what he did? He already knew. He was like, you know what? All I got to do is sign with a superstar. I'm going to get in the playoffs somehow. KD wasn't even fucking playing. And he knew he was going to get to the fucking playoffs. He was talking about the playoffs in press conferences like it wasn't the fucking second week of the season. I, I was like, what the fuck? What? I, I'm literally looking at Kyrie. I'm like, oh, he's talking about the fucking playoffs. It's January. How? How, Kyrie? Make, make it math to me. So now, you know, fast forward. They, they just get eliminated from the NBA playoffs. He's injured. He hasn't played in, what, a week and a half? He rolled that ankle, what, game four? Game, I'm sorry, that season, that series went to seven games. And now he's talking about, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the Olympics. That is like literally telling an armless man to jerk off. Yeah, it will surprise the fuck out of us if you could do it. <laughs> we know he God damn. Like, goodness. God. What a comparison. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sorry, man. I, I know I went on a tangent, but I hope I ended it right with that one because Jesus, he said some of the dumbest fucking shit ever. Oh, go ahead, Q. I'm sorry, bro. That what the fuck? Yo, can, can you imagine Kyrie Irving just like not having arms and talking about he's gonna like like crawl somebody over? What the fuck? Oh my god. Oh, Kyrie All Irving. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where were? Where were? Oh, so. I'm sorry, Q. We can't go past that one. I'm sorry, we can't. <laughs> Can you imagine fucking Kyrie? Never mind. Never mind. Stop. I'm trying to picture fucking Kyrie Irving like playing in the Olympics with like a, a, a virtually broken fucking ankle, right? Like his ankle literally turned on its side. It looked like, you know, when like you have a book that won't stand up straight on a bookshelf. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna just lean it, up, you know, lean it against another book and hope that it's gonna stand up straight. And then it just falls down, and you just keep trying to figure out how to stand it up. And then you realize, fuck it, it just doesn't work. That's how I feel about Kyrie's ankle. Yes, it's it's kind of fucked up right now. It's not going to stand up straight. He's talking about, you know, you know I'm, I'm not gonna play in the Olympics. You can't. <laughs> what the fuck is? Oh my god, yo! Like, oh my god, yo! He's a. FBI, open up! All right, all right, next topic, next topic. Uh, (laughs) And with the next page, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 we're not done. We're not done. (laughs) We're not done. Oh, Oh, shit. I, I want to hear him talk. I want to hear him talk. Give me one second, Q. Holy shit, that was good. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, I gotta play a highlight. 
They've had some difficulty. Here's Irving. One-on-one. Oh, what a fake. Over Osman. Look at Nice. And Richard, this is... Irving. Spin. Irving. Oh, he's a machine. <laughs> I, just want to, I wanted to play some. I just wanted to play some highlights of Kyrie because I don't want to seem like I'm being a complete asshole to homeboy. Oh my god, yo! Mm-mm-mm. This is what happens when you drink green tea. Go take <laughs> Oh my god! Oh God Almighty! All right. Um, where do we go from here? Oh. All right. So we go to the Olympics. <laughs> I'm, I gotta be stopped. I'm sorry. We, we, I gotta be stopped. We're going to the Olympics, Q. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not going to Japan. But, uh... <laughs> <Straight up. laughs> All right. So, speak it up. Oh, do I need this moment? <laughs> huh. Going to the... Going to the sport of baseball... <laughs> They've had some news this week too. So to, uh, uh, we're gonna get into the sticky substances um, crackdown. But first, I want to. I, 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 I. So on what was that Thursday or Friday? Shohei Otani announced that he was going to be a participant in the home run derby. I hear blank silence. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it, to me, it's uh, it'll highlight the game more in Japan if it's mm-hmm. not already. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the media will be in full effect out there for that. Uh, and it all depends on who else is in the Home Run Derby. You know who I want to see in the Home Run Derby? That is not going to do it. He said he's not going to. Yeah, he's not going to participate. Vladimir like, Guerrero. Yes. Yep. Do you know who will get in there? I have no clue. Uh, I, I can tell you one. He plays for the team in Washington. Kyle Schwarber had it's out of his oh. mind this week. Kyle Schwarber. Um, so he had seven home runs last week. He hit three. Yesterday, including one where Greg, our boy, Corrado Parra, back on the team, play baby. They play baby shark. Play baby what? shark. He, hit, he hits a double. Wow. It's a double. It's a double because he was pitch hitting, pitch hitting for the, for the pitcher. And um, Kyle Schwarber, because he was the, he's the leadoff, he's playing leadoff, came in and, and Jack the two-run homer. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. And Nationals Park was absolutely lit. So yeah, I don't know who's going to be. I don't know who's going to be in the in the in the home run derby this year. 
But we do know who who will be in it, and it will be Shohei. I mean, just that that man. He has like what twenty four home runs this season, and also pitched. I mean, he's just a, a, a all all. All generations. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. I don't know. <laughs> wow, where did that come yeah. from? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Wasn't was me. But, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me either. Um, now, y'all didn't see like in like the app, like some like hands were going up, and then the, see. Yeah, I could oh, see yeah. those. Wow. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. <laughs> that is wow. quite funny. That is quite funny. All right, so let's get it. So that I just wanted to bring that up. So show A is gonna be is gonna be in the home run derby. And today was the first day of enforcement of the of foreign substance um on on pictures. Uh, today, yeah, umpires was checking pictures for um, ban- illegal foreign substances. I thought I, I said a little bit of something about this last week, but I really want to get into it because it's like, what's the point, Lou? What's the point? It, there is no point. I mean, especially halfway during the season. You know, if they would have came out with this. In the beginning of the season, okay, then I don't think the pitchers would have, you know, any worries about it whatsoever. But being that they're doing it halfway during the season, you know. I mean, we've already seen that this has contributed to another, to a, you know, a couple of um, substantial injuries. Tyler Glasnow, partially torn UCL. That's right. Basically, that's Tommy John for him um, because he had to. Basically, you know, changes I mean, pitching style. Exactly. I mean, look at Garrett. Look at Garrett Cole. Um, a number like uh, uh, Trevor Bauer. A whole bunch of pitchers have been using spider tack and other means of you know getting more grip on the ball. I'm sunscreen. Sunscreen, which is already part of the game, because I mean, think about it. You're pitching in the sun. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so I just think it was stupid of uh, Major League Baseball to do this in in season. I, you're absolutely right. If they would have said, "All right, we're, we're enforcing this from spring training," you give you give pitchers you give pitchers that time to react to acclimate themselves to a different pitching style and whatever. But they're doing in season, but they've already. Like Glassmouth said, I've pitched 15 games this way, and now you're going to make me change up. And and he said, you know, this partially and probably 100% led to my injury, where he could possibly be possibly um, need, you know, Tommy John surgery. I just yeah, think he- it's, it's stupid to do this in season. Yeah, exactly, 100%. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, they, uh, you know, if, if he does have Tommy John, that he's probably going to be done for all of next year, too. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, he's already out to like August or September. But if he if it comes out that he's going to need Tommy John, that's that's this season and all of next season. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's just crazy. Um, so that's all of the baseball news that I had this week. Not really much has been going on except like Carl Schwarber and knocking the cover off the baseball. But um, I want to talk about UFC, but I didn't even watch any of the matches last week. I mean, this past Saturday. Um, so if one of you all want to take, I, take I didn't get a chance to watch any of it either. Yeah. Um, I personally, I took off this week from any, uh, like real sports shit, um, including like the NBA outside of uh, Sunday's game. The reason for that was because of the fact that, you know, father's day and then like UFC started at four o'clock this week. I think it was a uh, Korean zombie versus E and mm-hmm. I just, I, I really wasn't a, a fan of the match. The card looked terrible. And I don't know like where UFC gets off doing 4 PM like cards. Um, I think they're trying to compete now because every weekend has been kind of like celebrity boxing um, because every week it's like, wait, Lamar Odom's fighting this person or this A-list actor is fighting this person or something like that. Mm-hmm. So UFC is trying to keep up because the newest thing is just to have people fight in celebrity boxing. Um, and like UFC is, it's not traditional. Traditional is usually, you know, you have one pay-per-view a month and you have all your important people fight. And you just let it be that UFC, honestly, even during the pandemic, they would have a pay-per-view every fucking week. And that was the only way they could actually like keep in business because they had to, you know, they had to do the contract with ESPN. They had a contract with Adidas. They had um, other contracts and they had to keep these fact these fighters active. So you turn it into 2021. It's just really weird because it's like, OK, you guys are putting on fights every week now, every Saturday. But the issue is there's no promotion for these fights. Um, outside of, like I said last week, outside of the main fighters, the Adesanya's of the world and things like that, nobody gives a fuck about like the Korean zombie. Nobody cares about E. Um, if it's not Amanda Nunes or Adesanya or um, honestly, even like some people who they were big names, but they aren't a draw anymore because they're on a losing streak like Conor McGregor. I didn't realize Connor is supposed to be fighting. If it's not this weekend, it's next weekend. I could give a fuck less that Conor McGregor is fighting. And the reason why is because it's like it, the time is over. Like that, that was cool for a minute, but no more. Um, so UFC, I feel like they've given away too much content. And the reason for that is because it's like every week, why? We, we don't need, you know, 15 fights every Saturday. It seems like they have the the most UFC fighters on planet Earth. I'm like, is this, if this is Fight Club, like y'all are definitely breaking the fucking rules because every Saturday is fucking 15 fights. I, I don't need 15 fights every week. Like once a month is fine. But Dana White, he just he picks up everybody. Hey, do you want to fight this weekend? Cool. If you don't want to fight, I want somebody to fight you, and we're gonna make money off of you. Um, this Saturday's fight was terrible. Um, like the highlights that I saw, they weren't worth looking at. Um, there was one fight though where um, he he threw like a really big like right punch and he knocked this guy out. I cannot remember the dude's name, but it was a really big knockout. Everybody talked about. Um, I just I just didn't care. Um, UFC's just ugh, like 
I'd rather watch boxing right now versus UFC. So that's my little UFC take. Okay. All right. So we can just go ahead and bypass this all together for this week. All right. So um, in tennis news, um, Naomi Osaka withdrew from Wimbledon. She said she wants to spend more time with friends and family. Um, I think we can just leave it at that. I mean, yeah, yeah, she definitely needs to take a break. Um, When I say take a break, the entire fucking year of 2021, take the break. Like, nobody needs to see you right now. Um, And her coming back would actually be worse for her brand because the way that tennis has treated her as well as any other female athlete in the sport of tennis um, knowing that they are the ones that drive the rankings and the ratings, like we talked about la- briefly last week, the women mm-hmm. make the the sport of tennis, and the entire fucking world knows it. Nobody wants to see men tennis. Nobody, and the reason why they don't is because nobody fucking cares. It's going to be, you know, at the end of the day, it's the same three guys every fucking year. It's like, yo, goddamn, like at least Serena makes it like good. Naomi makes it good. Like, you know, the, the women make it look like a tolerable match. But if you've seen the same two guys battle in the finals for 16 straight fucking years, it's like, yo, can you go somewhere? It's like fucking watch, uh, what is that? Uh, like the Tour de France. It's like, you know for a fact it's going to be the same three people that win this shit every year. And the fourth year is going to be somebody you've never fucking cared about. And then you never hear from that person again. So with tennis, I'm like, yo, the only reason I watch tennis is for the women. And it's not to look at them in the skirts, nothing like that. It's like, yo, they're the most competitive. They're the ones I care about. And the reason why I care about them is because they care about the sport. They care about their own legacy. The men, outside of, like, when I look at, like, the legacy of tennis, outside of, like, Andre Agassi, I can't remember anybody I fucking cared about that was a man in tennis. And the, and the reason why, it wasn't because of the Nikes. It wasn't because of the branding. It was because, honestly, like, who is that person at the end of their career? I can tell you who Serena's going to be at the end of her career because I know who she is as a woman now. Naomi, she's what, 21, 22 maybe at the most? Mm-hmm. And I know her brand. I know who she's going to be as a woman in five or ten years. She might have a family, but you know what? She's still going to be doing tennis because she loves that shit. The men don't love tennis. The men are like, you idiots are going to continue to pay me money to play the same guy that I beat every other year for the past 16 fucking years? Cool. I'll do it. And the reason why is because like, they already know nobody gives a fuck about men's tennis. But they give the women so much shit. Oh, your, your, your dress has to be this way. Your outfit has to be this way. You can't have, um, you know, a mental health breakdown. You, you can't be you as a woman without us being ahead of that. Like, us as the brand stands before you being as a woman. So, for Naomi Osaka, like, I say, stay the fuck out of it for the rest of the year. And the reason why is you'll know your value to the sport of tennis because she already knows it. She is the value of tennis. Serena, the value of tennis. Other women need to stand the fuck up and do the same. They're getting paid half the amount of the men of tennis. And they continue to play. So there are going to be the women, and you know I don't want to be derogatory and make it a racist thing, nothing like that, but the women who are seeing the come up in the absence of Naomi and Serena, they're like, oh, good, this is our year to like you know get up in the rankings and blah, 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 blah. Yes, you, you have a year. That's great. But you know what happens? The moment that Naomi comes in, even if she didn't play for it an entire fucking year, guess what she's going to be ranked? She's, she's going to be up there. Number one. Number one. She's going to be up there. She can take two fucking years off right now and come back and say, you know what? I, I've taken some time off of tennis, but I'm back. Guess what? They're still going to rank her number one. 
And the reason why is because they know she's number one. And it's not honestly, it doesn't even have to be a skill thing. She can literally decline in skill, but she is box office. And tennis knows that shit. But the fact that they don't respect women and they have to bubble her into that because she's a woman, even though nonsense, she could beat the men athletes. And I can honestly, I can put my money on that one. I can literally hedge my bets on the fact that Naomi Osaka could beat some of the men. Because honestly, some of them play like shit. I've watched, I'm like, nah. I'm, I'm absolutely okay. So, you know, Naomi, I hope and I pray that you take the entire year of 2021 to reflect on you, spend time, like you said, with your family and your friends, and honestly, enjoy life. Um, if 2020 taught anybody anything, is that you only are as good as the company that you keep. And you now knowing that tennis could give a fuck less about you, yeah, take that year, come back. And plus, they already paid you. Take that motherfucking year off. Yes. You already got, they cut the check. It's okay. Take their money. Go to Chipotle every fucking day this week. Gain 10 pounds. <laughs> Lose that shit. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Man, I, I wish somebody would pay me in advance and then tell me about myself to the point where I can say, you know what? I ain't got to show up since you're talking shit. They, they talk shit about her like she's going to show up after the fact. I think that's what was so funny to me. I was like, y'all like, you realize like y'all already paid her and then y'all are talking shit to her like well i bet you won't show up and she's like shit you ain't gotta bet me you already got the money what the fuck? that's like going to the blackjack table with your cards in hand and you get to pick them <laughs> like oh I could, just, <laughs> I, I, could, I could just walk to the blackjack table i got 21 oh you, you you're telling me it's okay it's okay you're, you're trying to tell me wait so you're saying that the dealer has 12 right and and i got 20 right so wait all i gotta do is just show up and it's okay if i want yeah okay cool I, i'm there that's that's naomi osaka she already knows she won meanwhile tennis is like you know what we, we don't we don't like them women in them skimpy skirts we don't, we don't like you know women who look muscular because you know god forbid an athlete have muscles like they're, they're supposed to be fucking 109 pounds and you know barely can eat a fucking cheese stick but you know what <laughs> hey naomi osaka like we, we don't do that shit around here but guess what now you know Tennis has to understand that for at least a year, your ratings are going to tank. And this is coming off of a pandemic year where nobody was watching y'all shit. Right. Jeez. Tennis, y'all are literally going to let MLS soccer have better ratings and rankings than you this year. That sucks because God forbid the LA Galaxy and the DC United are absolutely trash this year. And here we are. Mm-hmm. All right, so getting moving on from that, I don't think we need to spend any more time on the sport of tennis. Um, like you said, Greg, take as much time as you need, Naomi. Get yourself right because you know the sport ain't gonna care about you. Only you can care about you. Okay. All right, so uh, last discussion topic of the night before we give out some awards and and talk about some unpopular opinions is Nia Jax just fucking say it Q (laughs) (laughs) our friends at the WWE repeating matches and shit every fucking week Greg it's all yours (sighs) Um, actually I'd, I'd rather you Oh, we have a couple. Shit, even Donald Trump called, you know. Wow, there's there's a fucking 
there's a lot of voicemails. I want you to play those first because, see, I, I talk shit about them as we listen to the voicemail. So go ahead. Please, right, please, go, please hit that ahead. button. Hey, hey, hey. Kyrie Irving is a bum. Thank you. See, look at this. Look, I didn't even have to fucking say it myself. Mm-mm-mm. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, sir. <laughs> All right, that. I think it's good that they're actually doing it halfway through the season because it kind of puts the pressure on the player. Like, you got to stop using the substances. You got to play real baseball. Yeah. You know what? No, 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 no. No, no. They're saying it's a... Fuck all that. No, no. What? They're saying, oh, spin raid and there's all these strikeouts and shit. Here's what the... Here's what the... The hitters need to do get in the fucking cage, learn how to hit the fucking ball. Right. Yeah. Now, question with baseball because we're in June officially, right? So, um, midway through the this is about midway, right? Because what All Star break is what is in is in two weeks? Like three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. first second um, second week of July. Yeah. Yeah, you know, y'all. I need you to because I'm not a big baseball fan anymore. Um, I. I personally don't care about this season to be completely honest that's why i didn't say anything do y'all mind before we get into the wwe just like circling back to the mlb i wanted to get you guys prediction okay, somebody who doesn't watch baseball to possibly like give us the teams to actually look out for and what are your predictions for the playoffs uh well i'll give you my Good. Opinion, Lou. Uh, yeah that's so, fine go ahead q i'm gonna say the the Houston Cheats, aka the Astros, <laughs> um, San Diego. All right, let me do NL first. We'll do NL, then do AL. So in the, in the National League, um, the Dodgers, the Padres. Um, so that's the NL West. The NL East, if like the Nationals are starting to make a come up. They've been pretty like they've been red hot this week. And who you know, you remember when Power came to the Nationals in 2019? You know what happened that year. Um, but I actually see um, coming out of the East, the Mets. I think the Nationals will be a wild, will be the second wild card, um, and then the Central. Shit, the Cubs. If if Chris Bryant can, can keep keep on doing what he's doing, then yeah, the Cubs. Um, in the AL, um, Toronto. No, actually not. Toronto will be a wild card team, um, but the Red Sox. Uh, so that's the AL East, AL Central. Damn, who's in the central? Shit. I Twins, White Sox, Indians. Uh, the Twins, they suck this year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Chicago, the White Sox. Um, and then the AL, in the AL West. Um, Anaheim, I keep calling them Anaheim. The, uh, the Los Angeles Angels have been, have been streaking recently. Um, and I see Seattle making it as a wild card. 
Mm. I see Seattle as a, I see Seattle as a wild card. Um, and then who else is in the West? That Seattle, LA. Uh, yeah. So that, that those are mine. Lou. Okay, uh, I'll start with the American League. Um, in the West, well. I think I got to agree with you about the Angels because uh, they, they've been playing pretty good ball without Mike Trout. So, I mean, he gets back. He's you And know, Rendon, too. Yeah, and Rendon. So, I mean, you know, Trout's arguably the best player in baseball. So, <clears throat> I'll go with them. Maybe, uh, is Houston in the West or are they in the Central? They're in the West. They're in the West. Yeah, but they cheat, so. Um, <laughs> let me see. Um, okay, so in the American League Central, I like the White Sox, but don't count the Indians out. Uh, they get Shane Bieber back. You know, he's one of the top threes the award winner last year. They got some, you know, Jose Ramirez is one of the best hitters in the league. Um, if they can, you know, have another, like, not last year, but the year before that, they, I think they won like 22 in a row or something like that. Not saying they're going to do that again, but they have potential. Uh, and then in the East, I got to say Toronto too, but the only reason why Toronto has been winning is because they've been playing in a minor league ballpark. So it's smaller than, you know, an actual, you know, major league ballpark. It, it's but. definitely smaller than Rogers Center, and hopefully, you know. Right, right. Toronto is able is able to get back into Rogers Center sometime this season. Yeah, so. and, and that's all due to COVID protocols in Canada, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So yeah, so I, I probably got to go Toronto there, the White Sox, and then uh, you know probably the Astros, uh, and I'll take the Indians as a wild card. And uh, second what about, what about card, Boston. What about Boston? Uh, I know. I, I don't think they. I don't think they have enough. They got the hitters. They don't have any pitching. I don't think their pitching is that good this year. Um, Yankees well, aren't know, doing that good either. You know, Chris Sale was supposed to be back towards the end of the season. Oh, the other team, um, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays. They get surprise a lot of people. Yep. That- and they do every year, and they're and, and as soon as it, as soon as they play, but but I gotta hedge my bets on Tampa Bay because of black, because of the, because of the glass now news. Yeah, well, yeah, good point. <laughs> okay, so as far as National League, uh, in the East, I gotta take the Mets. The Central, ugh, yeah, I think it's got to be the Cubs too. <laughs> Um, and in the West, that's the sneaky division because I like the San, the San Francisco Giants have been surprising you know I totally a forgot. lot of people. I totally forgot about San Francisco. They have been, yeah. they have like Gosman flamed out and flamed out in Baltimore, did so so in Atlanta, but he came to, I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of pitching in a pitch in, a, in the ultimate pitcher's ballpark. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and okay, as far as wild cards, hmm. uh, uh, I'm not. I mean, you you're you're from DC, so I'm not sure how good the Nationals have been. Um, well, I mean, me, I know they're stricken now, right? Let me let me let me say this. Go ahead. If uh, the Nationals have been absolutely have been red hot over the over the past week, it's been. And Westman leading that charge is pitching. At the beginning of the year, it was atrocious. Like Pat- Patrick Corbin looked like a fucking gas can. Um, <laughs> but he pitched. He pitched well. He pitched well yesterday. Pitched very well yesterday. Um, and has been pitching well over his last three starts. Um, the key is going to be Sh- um, Mad Max and Strasburg. If they keep winning. If the pitching stays like it is, Max doesn't get traded. If if it falls off again, Max is getting traded. Okay. Um, and then and then they'll try to resign. And then they'll try to resign him in the off season because Max ain't going. Other than other than that, Max ain't going. Okay. Um, but the but the ultimate key is Strasburg. Okay. You got a World Series prediction. Uh, it's too early for that. <laughs> too early. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll do that after the All Star break. Yeah, it's way too. <laughs> it's way too early on that. But if I'm, but if I, you know, if I had to, like, someone pumped the truth serum into me, and I had to make a prediction, I would say, I'm not even going to say the Astros. They don't have the pitchers in the bullpen this year. Um, shit. Um. White Sox and White Sox and uh, let's see, it's an odd number year, so I can't say the Giants. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Like it's that it's it's really that close right now. Um, but I will say the White Sox. Like I, I, I'm going to go ahead and Pennsylvania. They they've been incredible this year. You stole my pick. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my pick. I was going to say the White Sox over the San Francisco Giants. See, it's an odd year, so I can't say the Giants. You know the Giants only win World Series, only making well, making win World Series in even, even number of years. Yeah, but I don't count last year as a season. It was only, what, 60 games? 60 games. So we'll just mark that out and we'll just call it an odd year. How's that? <laughs> Call it an even year. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Odd even. Call it an even year. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna say that, then I would say the the, the Giants is a sneaky pick to make the World Series this year. I, I like the injuries to the Dodgers have like they, they they've been devastating. Yeah, big time. They've been That's my prediction. Like, like right now, right now they're they're down. Like, I think it's four to one, five to one to you, Darvish. Um, so yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and cycle through the rest of these, uh, rest of these voicemails and then we'll end the show with our glorious WWE discussion and then do hot and then do unpopular opinions. We'll, we'll skip the awards for next week. We already at like two, two plus hours. But here we go. Yes. Hello, fellas. I just thought I'd come into your podcast. I love the NBA. 
Love a lot of basketball players. I know a lot of them, to be honest with you. If I come into your podcast, the ratings for your podcast will be greater than the ratings of NBA. (laughs) 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 The former guy himself. Oh, Oh, my shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. How do we get here? How how, how do we fucking get here? How does the former guy have an account on 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 stereo isn't he banned from like every platform there is everyone but here clearly <laughs> every, I, I, I don't you know what it might have um, been Kyrie disguising his voice <laughs> you know what straight up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh, oh, boy, oh, you know, boy. we made the big times when the former guy leaves us the comment. Oh boy, I, I need to go cleanse. I need to go cleanse my mouth after this. But uh, next comment. Tennis is a dumb sport, anyways. Can I can't disagree? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, he's right. All right, here we go. Oh, Lord. Next comment. oh, wait, oh, wait. Finally, another sports podcast. <sighs> ben Simmons is more scared to shoot more than I am to have a third baby. Who's Casey? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What is wrong with y'all tonight? What is wrong? I know. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Alright, that's common. Yeah, there's always one. There's always one. And the thing is they never have they never have the same profile next week because they're usually like banned. Well usually yeah, that for, when that person is on, on his profile says he's a YouTuber. But only sad. has two followers. Only has two followers. Anyway, that explains it. <laughs> Definitely does. Right. All right. Let's let's get into this, let's get into this WWE repeating of matches. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Wait. Are you? Wait. Am I supposed to talk for this? Or are you supposed to talk for this? Because no, it's this is this is all you. You okay? I mean, um, I, I, I could chime in a little bit with with you, Greg, if you want. Yes, let, let's do this dialogue because we have to chop up this fable. I'm I'm fucking sick of him at this point. Um, I think I, I'm trying my hardest to not have a rant every week about the WWE because I don't care that much. I'm not invested, and honestly, I still WWE Network on Peacock thanks to an ex who gave me her password. And um, <laughs> yeah, let let me just say that the WWE is absolutely fucking lazy. Um, a lot of people, like I said last week, are waiting for Vince to croak, and it's it's starting to show. Um, I personally give the WWE roughly eight months before they decide, you know what, we are going to sell ourselves to everybody. Probably by Royal Rumble next year, um, Vince will no longer own the WWE. Uh, it It's fucking bad, man. It, they had a pay-per-view on Sunday called the 2020 WWE Hell in a Cell. Um, the Hell in a Cell is honestly a mockery of everything that the WWE stands for when it comes to the Hell in a Cell. The Undertaker and Mick Foley would probably like roll over in their beds because they're not dead yet. Um, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it, I, I've never... I, you know what? Go ahead, Lou. I'm, I'm fucking sick of this fucking 
this company. Yeah, I was I was just going to say that like the repeating of matches has been going on for years. <laughs> um, they see they get a good crowd. They see that you know they really the fans really hate one person and really really like the other one. Mm-hmm. They they just keep pairing them up every week in some sort of match. Yeah, in a, in it, a tag match, regular match, just whatever. So. Here's the thing: for they just did the roster cuts what like three weeks ago, and they yeah. cut like major fucking people. My issue is you have people like I know the WWE has people. When you look at their roster, they have at least fifty to sixty people. Why am I seeing the same fourteen fucking people every fucking week? I get it. There's like eight belts across, like there's eight belts per show. So, you know, you have the tag team titles. I count those as like, you know, two titles. I have what? Intercontinental. I don't think they have the European. They have 24 seven. They have the world titles, the, the tag team for the women. They have the individual women championships. Needless to say, fuck the WWE. Um, I'm absolutely sick of seeing Cesaro fight anybody. I personally think Cesaro is a terrible fucking wrestler. Um, I think that when it comes to him specifically, like the person he's going against makes him a better wrestler and makes his car, like, I guess his fight that much better. Here's the issue, though. I'm tired of seeing you fight Seth Rollins. They've been fighting each other maybe like once or twice every year since like 2014. We're in 2021. Nobody needs to see Sorrow and Seth Rollins ever again. Like there, there is no... Like, do you remember when the WWE, like, when the Royal Rumble would happen? Like, oh, my God, there's 30 fucking, like, wrestlers. Like, who in the fuck could they ever pick? Now, it's like, you know what? The WWE, the Royal Rumble, 30 people that we probably will never see any other event but Royal Rumble. But you know what? (laughs) They're on the fucking roster. Um, Mm -hmm. Alexa Bliss, her story. Let's just go through the card really quick. Um. You know, Hell in the Cell, they had a couple matches that nobody cares about. It was absolute piece of shit. Let's start with the Mandy Rose and Natalia match. Natalia is an apps. She, when it comes to the Hart Foundation and her legacy, um, she is, she, wow. I, I don't really want to be disrespectful to the Hart family, but she's a terrible fucking wrestler. She, she's like, way, way past her prime. You know, it, it's, it's, like, it's like when Sonny came back and we were like, did you have to? Like, yeah. we, we, <laughs> We like the allure of Natalia like years ago. Like how and I, I don't want to be disrespectful to Tyson Kidd and everything like that, but just like yo, like you could do so much more with yourself, Natalia, if they believed in you. They don't believe in her. Right now she's filler. She, she's literally filler. Mm-hmm. You you end up cutting Lana and then you give Natalia a match against Mandy Rose. And then you let Natalia win. So it's like does the WWE get to the point where it's like, okay, if you're sleeping with somebody in the company or you know somebody up high in the company or you know nepotism, that you know what? Guess what? It doesn't even fucking matter. You're in the company for 15, 20 years until somebody in your family pisses us off. Think about it. When Bret Hart started to, you know, play nice with Vince McMahon, guess who started getting fucking t- uh, like title shots and shit? Natalia. Before that, nobody gave a fuck about Natalia. They're like, yo, like, can you just get your husband to wrestle again? Please. Like, please. Like, you know, He's how is he still contracted as a wrestler? He has not fought in six fucking years. So either way, Mandy Rose loses by submission to her, uh, to Natalia. And I was like, okay, if this is how we're going to go with this pay-per-view, clearly I could probably go watch The Walking Dead. 
The issue is Walking Dead doesn't come back on until September. So I'm fucked. <laughs> so basically that, that was the first match. Then we had, uh, we, op- we opened the Hell in a Cell match, uh, the card with the SmackDown Women's Championship with Bianca Belair beating Bailey, uh, Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match. Here's the thing. This was the second best match on this card. But the issue with this match is this is a summer star. Uh, I'm sorry, a SummerSlam quality match that's happening on a card that honestly nobody is no longer taking seriously. Hell in a Cell has replaced honestly the the Kendu Stick match. Like they they treat the Hell in a Cell like okay, you know what? Like yeah, the Hell in a Cell is there, but guess what? Like we don't use it. Like like what is the point? Hell in a Cell used to be like okay, like you know what? You know what would be really scary is if they get out of the fucking cell, they get on top of the cell, and they right. wrestle on the cell. It's like, no, well, you know what? Let, let's just make it a prison. Let, just, let's let them fight in there, but then we're going to put a ref in there. Because you know what makes sense in a match where it's like they aren't supposed to be refs and it's supposed to be as dangerous as possible and make it look authentic? Let's put a fucking, you know, ref in there. You know what else we can put in there? Ladders. Ladders make sense in a cage because guess what? <laughs> Like, if you have a 20-foot ladder and a 26-foot cage, guess what? Like, what you can do is you can climb the ladder and then grab the cage. Because you know what? There's no corners to the cage. There's no size to the cage. They can't, they can't just climb the fucking cage. They got to climb the ladder first. Because that, that just makes logical fucking sense. Newsflash, it doesn't. Um, either way, Bianca Belair, she won via pinfall. Now, mind you, this is a Hell in a Cell match. And you win by pinfall. Like, you're supposed to win, like, in, like, a dramatic fashion for Hell in a Cell. Like, you're supposed to right. win where you're like, you know, you get thrown through the fucking cage. You end up falling off of a ladder, falling off a flight of steps or some shit like that. And guess what? You win. Pinfall? Why? Why are we here? Just make it a fucking singles match. I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Um, I've already talked about the Seth Rollins and Cesaro match, but Seth Rollins beat Cesaro again via pinfall. Now, mind you, they've been going back and forth with this shit for the past six months. I'm absolutely sick of seeing a match. And it happens every week on Raw. And it's like, again again um allegedly they pulled um what's his name roman reigns off this car for god knows what no you know what reason nobody cares um i personally i'm not a fan of honestly any wrestler right now and the reason why is because nxt um it it comes on during a night that i really don't care to watch wrestling like i'm not watching it like that night anything else is better on tv than nxt that night like mm-hmm. NXT should be like Sunday night heat. Like the weeks that they don't have fucking pay-per-views, just put on NXT. Give me something to watch on a Sunday when there's nothing fucking on. Um, NXT, they do have good matches, but I'm starting to feel like Triple H is, he's trying to appease daddy. And it's like, bro, like just put on a good fucking card. But back, back to this other card. Um, again, for the 745th time, we had Kevin Owens fighting Sami Zayn. <laughs> um, I've seen this match so much now that I no longer predict the outcome. The winners are the losers and the losers are us. We win because we get to go and see another match because it's never a main event. Like you will never see a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn main event. And the reason why is because they, they put on good matches, but they'll never have belts. And even when they do have belts, they put them in matches with people who don't fucking like matter. Kofi Kingston, shit like that. Like, you know, I can throw out a name. It's like, you know what? Like, yeah. So you could have put the belt on KO and then had him fight Sami Zayn in a Hell in a Cell match for Hell in a Cell. And it would have been better than Bianca Belair. 
But you know what you decided to do? You know what? No, nah, just have them in a singles match and have Sami Zayn beat him via pinfall for the 42nd fucking time. Honestly, if you go on YouTube and you type in like Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, it's highlight clips because they fought so much. Like they can't put that many fucking videos on YouTube of them fighting. They're, they're, yeah, they're drawing out that storyline. Yeah, and like, that storyline, like you said, has been going on for years. <laughs> yo, like it's it's been at least six years, and he just been, and mind you, what happens is like if Sami Zayn gets injured, what they do is just put Kevin Owens in like a match with somebody else who doesn't matter, and it's the reverse. You know, if KO is injured, it's like you know what, like do we need this again? It's like okay, we don't know where we don't know what direction we want to put them in. Let's just have them fight each other because you know. They, they put on good matches together because they're friends. But guess the thing, like six years. Exactly. I'm married. I, sometimes I like to see some shit change up. Like e- e- even when I'm laying with my wife, I'm like, yo, like some shit's going to have to change in here. We get bored. Like we got, we got to do something different. <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm like, what the fuck? Like got six years, six fucking. No. Um, either way, moving right along. Um, I, I think I said it that uh, Sami Zayn won by pinfall. Um, mm-hmm. The Raw Women's Championship, we had Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Um, I've never wanted Ronda Rousey to come back until I watched this fucking fight. Um, and I absolutely hate Ronda Rousey. Um, I don't know what they want to do with Rhea Ripley. Her voice is annoying. She's annoying. She's honestly not a likable champion. Charlotte Flair, they're trying to turn her into a heel. But here's the thing. like, She's just like her father. It's like, yo... I can't believe you as a heel, but I also can't believe you as a face. You're just a flair. Like you, you, you just are you. It's like, I'm rooting for you. Regardless. Even when you lose, I'm like, you know what? Like she's probably going to win. So I might as well just root for her. Like what the fuck? Like that, that's just how right. it looks. Like, so the fact that she beat her via disqualification, I wasn't even pissed off. Cause I was like, so like we, we've seen like Charlotte win belts that she didn't deserve. She exactly. literally would like, she would get injured and then come back like four months later and win the belt. At WrestleMania, and we're like, how the fuck did that? What? Like because she's what? a flair. Because <laughs> she's a flair. It's like okay, like I guess this is in the, the the contract. It's like okay, like Ric Flair has enough like influence that, or him and Vince probably had threesomes with a couple WWE divas back in the past, and now he's got dirt on Vince. He's like, you know what? Like, hey, you know what? I know you and I we have drama, but I have some dirt on you. And the only way that this is going to work is if you let my daughter end up having fucking 17 title reigns in five years. Like, what the fuck? Like, how? I'm, I'm trying to understand. It took John Cena every bit of 17 fucking years to get 17 different title reigns. Mm-hmm. It took The Rock, like, he, he's had like three stints in the WWE, and he has what, like, maybe like 10 or 11 title reigns? Um, but Charlotte Flair, she wins the title twice a year if not twice, more if not more like she's been if somebody could please research how long like charlotte flair has been in the wwe and let me know i, I want to say it's been since what 2014 2015 um and the reason why i say that because wrestlemania 30 was what that was 2014 and even then like she wasn't main event or anything like that like oh, let me see charlotte flair i gotta i'm gonna fact check this right now no, no problem. Let me see. Charlotte Flair, WWE. Right now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to look this shit up because she was born in 1986, which makes her 35. 35. Okay. So I was almost right. So 
she became the NXT Women's Champion in 2014. She was in the NXT from 2012 to 2014. You want to know what's funny? Most people who were in NXT are in NXT for fucking three or four years before they even get to sniff a championship. But she's a flair. And people exactly. will say, hey, she came, she came through the ranks of the, you know, the NXT. But it's like, did you come through the, the ranks of, you know, NXT? Or did your dad say, you know what? Like, you know what? Just do them a solid. Just go down there. And if you win the titles there, then you can bring it up. So pretty much in, you know, she's won 17 titles since 2014. Um, she won the NXT Women's Championship in 2014. And again, in 2015, she won the Divas Championship 2015 to 2016. The Raw Women's Championship 2016 to 2017. SmackDown Women's Champion 2017 to 2018. Various feuds and championship reigns between 2018 and 2020. Women's Tag Team Championship between 2020 and 2021. Um, and Raw Women's Championship from 2021 to the present. Needless to say, she just she's never not without the fucking belt. Which leads me to ask the question, does she need the titles at this point? Or is the only reason she's relevant in the WWE is because she is considered a champion? I, I think it goes back to the just the Flair name. Just because her last name is Flair. Yeah. And everybody just assumes that Flairs always have championships like Ric Flair did. So yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's, Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's just, to me, in my personal opinion, it's just weird because it's like uh, you are, she's already a Hall of Famer and her career just started. Yeah, like when basically. I say just started, like she she's she's not even ten years in. And some people are like, well, you don't have to be ten years in. I'm like, the Bella Twins were 10, 15 fucking years in, and they made fucking Hall of they they will be Hall of Fames. I don't know if they are Hall of Fame or not, but I know they will be. Um, Charlotte Flair is already considered a Hall of Famer, and she's done virtually fucking nothing. When people are like, oh well, you know. Charlotte Flair, you know, she's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm like, yeah, but what happens to, like, the Sasha Banks of the world, the Baileys of the world? Like, that, that, that trinity of, like, women, like, wrestlers or, you know, performance athletes, if you want to call them that, who honestly, they did the legwork for Charlotte Flair. When she was holding the titles and they were putting other female wrestlers up. Because, God forbid, uh, Trinity, or what, what, what do they call her in fucking WWE? She's married to one of the Uso brothers. She's an absolutely fucking trash wrestler, in my personal opinion. Oh, and, um, uh, um, I can't remember her name right offhand. Yeah, the the, the, the glow the, the the glow stick girl. She comes yeah. in with the fucking glow sticks and shit. Now, mind you, when she was wrestling, oh, she was good. But the thing is, they buried her so fucking much. She just come. Her entrance is literally her coming in with glow lights, and she slides down the ramp. Right, Naomi. Yeah, Naomi. Her finishing move is her. Thumping her ass in your face. That is a finishing <laughs> move. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. I've eaten ass from a lady before. I'm married. There's not much that I don't see when it comes to the ass. What I do know about wrestling, though, is like your finishing move as a woman being you bumping your ass in a woman's face. And you get a, like you get a three count. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. This shit is laughable at this point. Like, yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, so I'm I'm sitting. I was like, yo, like I understand that like the WWE they they don't know what to do with a lot of their their women wrestlers, but then you have 
the Oscars of the world who you will strip the title from her and give it to Charlotte. And we're literally sitting there like, yo, like, no, this is, this is her time. This is Oscar's time. Do you not remember when like the women's division, everybody laughed at that shit and Oscar of all fucking people made that prominent. Like yeah. she, she made, she made it be something. The same thing with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, like, yo, like, yo, that was a time that honestly, like I would love to get back to when Shinsuke is like, Oh, when he came out and his theme music mattered, when he was fun, when it was like, oh, you don't know if he's a heel or a vi- like if you don't, he's a face or a heel. You didn't know what was going on with him, but you know what? It was entertaining. Exactly. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not entertained by the WWE, and this is why, ladies and gentlemen, the fucking main event for WWE Hell in a Cell was fucking Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Now, I don't know if you guys actually care about Bobby Lashley. I don't. Um, if you're a fan of him, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like he is. Uh, Without sounding like disrespectful, because me, I'm you know I'm black. He is literally the, the 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 black personified Brock Lesnar while Brock is gone. Like, oh, he he's the bully. I'm like, y'all like you're already not likable, but for all the wrong reasons. Like, we don't we don't see you as a champ, bro. Like, I, like think about it. Right now, while Brock Lesnar is gone, they built Brock Lesnar up so big. He's like, yo, like he's like the great white height. Like he can come in and just squash anybody in like an instant. Bobby Lashley has the same body type as him. He, he's literally like a replacement for like for Brock while he's gone. But the issue is, I just don't believe Bobby Lashley. I honestly, I don't believe him. So the fact that I know they're angling to have like a Brock and Bobby Lashley fight, it's like what the fuck for? We already know what's going to happen. Bobby Lashley, like at SummerSlam, he's going to come out as a champion, and then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar's music's going to hit. And he, he's going to suplex him 16 fucking times. Everybody's like, oh, Bobby Lashley. Now he's going to be a face because he's going against Brock. But the thing is, like, Brock Lesnar, it doesn't even matter if he's a heel or a facer now. You know, it's like, yo, like, he's fucking Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley, when I see him, I'm like, this, why? Like, like, no. Like, all the years that I've watched wrestling, the one thing that, that I like is... Like uh, when when they cut promos on the microphone, yeah. and I, I, I gotta say, Bobby Lashley has gotta be one of the worst on the microphones, right up there yeah. with Roman Reigns. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're they're supposed to you know get out there and you know get get the crowd pumped up or you know get the viewers pumped up and everything like that, get them excited about it. I get I don't get excited about anything when he talks. Nothing. Yeah. I agree. I, I think when it comes to Bobby Lashley, I think my issue with Bobby Lashley is he's not a convincing champ. Like in any other like circumstance, like I was like, okay, if you can build him to seem like a champion, that's fine. Like, do you remember when Kofi Kingston won? Like they built him up to be a champion and then right. they completely like shit the bed. It's like, oh, well, I guess like, you know, he, he doesn't fit the mold. Like Bobby Lashley is what Vince McMahon thinks is a champion. But the thing is, in the PG era of wrestling, nobody wants the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder champion. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. Like, nobody wants. I'm not walking around wearing a fucking Bobby Lashley shirt. I I, I don't want to go get WWE merchandise. I don't want to go and buy a $350 belt because Bobby Lashley is fucking champion. Can you imagine going to WrestleMania and you, you came over here from fucking the U.K.? 
You came from, you know, Japan. You can't shit. You came from Florida to go to fucking WrestleMania. And, you know, Florida's in fucking Atlantis because it, it should have drowned it years ago. But that's a story for another day. But <laughs> basically, imagine going and you being a fan of wrestling. And the first time you go to WrestleMania, the, the main event is Bobby Lashley versus somebody. What the fuck? What? And this is somebody who actually sat through both Rock versus Cena fights. Both, ladies and gentlemen. I went to both. I, I can't personally see me being a fan of wrestling in 2021 and not being highly disappointed at the fact that people like Braun Strowman are gone and you're pushing Bobby Lashley, somebody who's already been in fucking wrestling for at least 18 to 20 years. He just got his say, first title shot. Just yeah, I was going like, to say, he, he's been in, like, this is his, like, third stint with WWE, I think. Yeah. Like, you guys didn't believe in him that much. It's, it's like putting the fucking belt on Devon Dudley. You're like, uh, what? Like, it's just certain things, it, they just don't make tangible sense to me. So when it comes to the WWE, I, I just got to the point with them now. Like, I know I talked about them for, you know, very long-winded this week as well as last week, but this is kind of like our highlight segment now when it comes to WWE. I don't want it to be because I can't every week just, like, nitpick at the fact that they're doing terrible. It's Monday night. I didn't even watch Raw. We're doing the show on Monday, so I don't have to watch Raw. That's why we do the show. I'm like, oh, well, what could I do on Monday? Podcast or watch Raw? Let's podcast. Because what the fuck? I'm not watching that shit. Like, no. Right. <laughs> who, the, who is watching Raw? Like, no. SmackDown, I barely want to watch that shit because Roman's the champ. And my issue with Roman being a champ is he has no mic work. And he refuses to learn it. And people are like, oh, he's gotten better. I would expect you to get better if you've been wrestling for fucking 11 years. Like what the, It's 2021. I remember when he was coming down the aisle and shit like that in 2011, you know, with um, Seth and uh, Dean Ambrose. And he had no mic skills. He, he looked like the valet and they looked like the wrestlers. We were sitting like, okay, like, okay. I mean, I guess. And, and see, and that, that's what he was better because he didn't need mic skills. Exactly. You know, he, he, he would just get to the ring, do their thing, and the crowd loved it. Yeah, but that's what that's what's so scary about Roman is Vince. He doesn't fucking listen. Like right. everybody, everybody said the the Roman Reigns that you have now, the one who was walking around with like the the like the, he looked like he was fucking like he was working for like an armored truck, like you know, like one of those guys who he gets out of the armored truck and he just like unlocks it, and takes out the money bags, and then just takes it to the bank or something. He looked like that. Now he has a fucking he has a Thor glove, like. I'm literally looking at Rollins like, yo, what the fuck? What happened? Like, they're, they're trying to make him like a likable, hateable character. It's like, but the thing is, everybody, when you had the chance to push him, you didn't. The same thing with like Daniel Bryan. Like, they literally tried to give him his last hurrah. And it's like, he didn't need that. I thought his last hurrah was fucking WrestleMania 30. Like, you gave him the belt. He won. And then he had to give it up because you know what? He, he has some personal issues. Like, he has some health issues. Right. So for him to come back and then to do it again, it's like you ruined that whole legacy for us because like we were rooting for you for 30. You got your your wish. You got your wish of winning the championship. You defeated all odds. And guess what? That's how you should have gone out. If you're going to go on your shield, that's your shield. Daniel Bryan comes back and we're like, yo, really? what the fuck? Like, I thought he was gone. I thought like he had neck injuries and could never come back. The same like edge and all. I was like, OK, like 
now I, I actually I feel a way when it comes to these wrestlers who are having like these career defining injuries who can can never come back because you have those wrestlers who swear they can't come back and then we see them again because Vince is like you know what yeah I know you have a broken neck edge but you know what how about doing you know what a false count anywhere match where you, you're, you're going to be on top of a fucking 18 wheeler and somebody's going to like slam you from one to another yeah you have a broken neck but you know what like I can pay for it that, that, that's what Vince does Meanwhile, like Stone Cold Steve Austin's like, yo, like I actually do have a broken fucking neck and I'm never fucking wrestling again. That's why you don't see him going out and saying, like, you know what? I'm going to do that. Um, Goldberg, for example, Goldberg said, you know what? I'll never wrestle in WWE. I was absolutely disrespected, blah, 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 blah. Vince said, you know what? I'll open up a piggy bank. What do you want? Fat. We get fat Goldberg coming out. He, he, he literally looked like Gilbert when he came out. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what is this shit? What the fuck? Like, yo, like, imagine all your life, you like, when you look at, like, highlights of, like, Goldberg, they, they were showing fucking 2000, like, 2000, 1998, like, versions of Goldberg for his intro music. I'm like, no, show fat Goldberg. Stop showing Goldberg from the fucking 90s. Like, he, he's coming out. His tattoo isn't even on his arm anymore. anymore. It's like it's on his forearm and shit. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, y- your skin is, like, flabby. You're walking around. You got fucking body acne and shit like that. Goldberg, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> the music doesn't even sound the same. When he comes out, and you know how Goldberg's entrance is, like, he would walk out, and then he would do, like, the shit where he's, like, you know, he's hitting himself on the, like, he would kick a door, he bang his head on the door, and he's fucking yeah. bleeding. He gets a concussion, almost kills the Undertaker because he's so fucking old. Then, like, stop. This is Vince's fault, man. Like, you know, this comes from 15 years of him instead of putting people over and making sure that people were going and, you know, being a product of the product and growing with the brand. He's like, you know what? Let's just bring Chris Jericho back for the 15th fucking time. Yeah, yep. Chris Jericho, he, he really needs the fucking check. Sure. Yeah, he, Vince, is, Vince is all about himself and ratings. Yeah. He, he, I honestly think he doesn't care about 90% of the wrestlers he has, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Here's the thing. Vince only cares about the people who have the drug addictions. And I'm going to keep it up 100%. Fucking um, the, the Wolfpack, NWO, all of them had fucking issues with drugs and shit like that. He brings them back. Does, does he bring back the Dudleys? Rarely. Even now, it's like, oh, like what, what happened to all those fucking wrestlers from the fucking the, the 2000s and the, the, the late and early like 90s? The, the ones like, you know, the ones who haven't died, obviously, but like the ones who was like, you know what? Like, they were actually good wrestlers. When you see them, you felt a bit of nostalgia, but you're like, you know what? That, that was like, they were good. Like when we see like Rikishi and stuff like that, you're like, oh, like that, that brings something home. Like that, that brought something to us. So even mm-hmm. the people who were like, you know, the younger kids, they're like we have something that it's a blast from the past. Now the blast from the past is Kevin Nash. I'm like, yo, what the f- I don't want to fucking see him again. No, I, I don't want to see Diesel. <laughs> who the fuck is Diesel? He's Great talking about all. Yeah, he's he's talking about big sexy. Like big sexy had hair. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't want that. F- no. Or X Pac or whatever he wanted to call himself now. Like I don't know what he calls himself now. All I know is the fact that like he he can't even do the DX shit anymore. He can barely touch his own crotch. He's so fucking old. <laughs> And you know Scott Hall, like God, I, I, he's a great guy. I met him at WrestleMania 32, and I'm oh, glad did? he got us. Yeah, 
he, uh, you know, like really nice guy. Like I have nothing bad to say about him. Like, I, like he's probably one of the few out of that little collective that I have anything bad to say about. And the reason why is because he just like knowing all the turmoil that he had, he overcame, even though Vince didn't give a fuck about him. And I know for right. a fact, Vince doesn't give a shit about him. The only reason Scott Hall is doing good is because of Triple H. And we can, can be completely honest about that shit, because if he wasn't around the circle that he keeps and Vince was allowed to keep him to his devices, we would not have Scott Hall. Scott Hall would be short-lived on this earth because of the fact that the way that WWE treated him. The Ultimate Warrior. I was there that night when Ultimate Warrior made that last speech. Imagine going and you go to Raw the night after WrestleMania and you see Ultimate Warrior come out and he says that speech. I have it on my phone. I was sitting in section 212 facing him when he's making the speech. I still have this video to this day. Do you know by the time we got home off the plane on Tuesday morning, he was dead? I was like, what what in the hell happened? I just saw him last night. And the reason for that is because, and you know, I don't want to put it on Vince completely, but it's like, yo, like, take care of your people. These are people, when you call them, like, hey, I need you to, you know, bring a little nostalgia to the show for the the raw thing, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Like, you know, he's lost touch with, you know, his, like, wrestlers or, you know, from past and present to the point where, honestly, I don't see there being a WWE Hall of Fame in five years. And the reason why is, how can you have a WWE Hall of Fame when you you cut people before they can even become a Hall of Famer? You don't put belts on people. You don't care about them enough to, like, nobody gives a fuck about them. You can't ask right. Braun Strowman to come back in fucking five years and be like, hey, we're going to induct you into the Hall of Fame. After you <laughs> cut me? What the fuck? Like, you know, or um, what's the guy who, who was a part of the Wyatt family? He passed away. Like, God rest his soul. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, but, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He went to AEW and died? Yeah, he, he went to AEW and passed away. And, you know, <sighs> like Vince, they, they gave him a commercial break. It's like, yo, like, do you, last like... That's that's your treatment of your folks. Like even if they leave the brand, you're like, hey, if you leave WWE, it's kind of like fuck you, and we'll give you some, you know, grieving in passing. But outside of that, it's like that's how he treats them. It's fuck them. Right, right. Um, but me, like, I- I'll give you a perfect fucking example. When Sting came to WWE, oh, we just knew it was fucking on. Like even though we're getting old ass Sting, he can't come off a Raptor. He can't. He can barely walk down the ramp. But you know what? We get fucking Sting. I'm excited about this shit. Someone. Please, for the life of me, explain how the fuck Sting lost to Triple H. That is yeah, a good that's point. Crazy. Yo, I, I'm sitting. I was like, yo, do you realize every WWE fan? Honestly, you could have only watched one match your entire fucking life if you heard the name Sting. You knew his legacy, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Sting's his his first match in the WWE, his first official match, first and only match because you, you know you're only going to get one. Everybody's like, you know what? He should fight the Undertaker. Why? Undertaker's a WrestleMania guy. So even if Sting loses to WrestleMania, neither one of them lose because we all won. We all get to see Undertaker and Sting. And that's what everybody wanted, too. We fucking get Triple H flat. This isn't even like six-pack, like Triple H coming out, spitting water. He couldn't even fucking spit the water. He dropped the water bottle in route to the ring. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm just like, I'm so pissed off about it. That I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, Imagine going to WrestleMania expecting Sting to win. And not only does he lose, he gets his ass whooped in his first and ever match. First and only, actually. Loses to Triple H, who didn't need to win. How do you lose to somebody who was fucking the, the owner's daughter? Like, what? What? 
Like Triple H doesn't he doesn't want for anything. You're fucking and I don't want to be disrespectful to Stephanie. I really don't. But it's like, yo, like, we know who Stephanie McMahon is. That's Vince's daughter. You have yep. kids with her. You're married with her. You need nothing. Triple H is like, you know what? I, I got to get that win, though. I, I got to be, I have to be that guy. You could have invited Goldberg. But like, you know what? Make it WCW versus WCW. I don't give a fuck who wins this match. Throw both of them. Throw them in a cauldron. Fucking call Call Taz from wherever the fuck he's at. You know what? Conan too. Just bring it. Bring the whole fucking Wolfpack back and just let all of them fight each other. You know what? Let's just do a battle royale. You know what? Hollywood Hulk Hogan, his racist ass. He wants to come here. Bring his ass on down too. You know what? The the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. Bring his ass too. Ultimate Warrior said he wanted to come down the ramp too. Bring his ass too. You know what they're saying? You know what? What? He wants to fight Sting. He wants to fight Sting, but he wants to win. Imagine being Sting, knowing that the first match. That you would ever do in a brand that you already have hated your entire fucking life. You swore that you would never go to them because you knew what you wanted as your legacy. You say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do right. I'm going to go out and make sure that, you know, I end my career doing right by giving the people what they want, which is a match with me. But I have to lose to Triple H. Honestly, as a WWE fan, that's a match I never want to see again. And WWE has made sure they never show that match. I've never seen, whenever they talk about like Triple H, when they talk about like, you know, previous WrestleMania matches and stuff, they never bring that match up. Ever. And the reason why that match was so fucking bad, I was like, oh. It, it almost felt as bad as the, the fucking, the first time Goldberg lost to Kevin Nash. It, it felt, I was like, what the fuck? What? 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 Why? There's three matches that I can say that honestly hurt me that much. And that's number three on the list. Number one, hands down, was WrestleMania 30 when Undertaker lost to Brock. Because I'm sitting yep. there. That, that shit hurt me so much. I, I was sitting, I was like, yo, you're trying to tell me my, you just ripped my entire fucking childhood from me. And not only did you rip it from me, like, Undertaker, like, he shouldn't even been out there. I get it, it's WrestleMania 30. Put him in a tag match. I'd rather him lose to Kane than fucking Brock Lesnar. This is the same Brock Lesnar who honestly got his ha- his ass handed to him in the UFC. You telling me he's beating fucking Undertaker with body punches and body slams? That's it. I'd rather John Cena do the same five moves and beat him. I could have dealt with that. <laughs> I could have dealt with seeing five moves Cena beat him. But Brock, something like you, you you ruined the Undertaker for me. Cool. Um, John Cena, y'all ruined him by never letting him turn heel. God knows, I would have loved to seen fucking like badass John Cena with like the, the actual jeans and the hard music and shit. I would have loved to see that one more time. One more time. Never going to get it. And this, Ru- you know, well, this, rumor has it he's coming back. Well, here's the thing. If it comes out with this, this fucking, this fake ass Hulk Hogan shit with the dun 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 like I don't want to bro, like you're fucking 47 years old. Get the fuck out of here with this. Like I want you to come back. Like, yo, I, yeah, here's the thing. I understand John Cena is a WWE legend and a Hall of Famer, and he's probably going to have Mark Wahlberg play him in the biopic, but I just need a heel John Cena one time. One time before he retires, even if it's for, you know, a half of a match, where he does something that nobody expects, like hitting somebody with a chair. That way I can say, you know what? I got something. I don't, I don't want to see John Cena passing out t-shirts and shit to kids and stuff like leave that to Rey Mysterio. He does a great job at that. 
John Cena, I need the hard knocks. Nobody wants to see nice John Cena. I don't. So, you know, finish my point. I told you the Undertaker match was my first match that I absolutely hated. The Sting mm-hmm. match was number two. And I think, I'm trying to think, what was, what was the, the really, actually, it was a collective. John Cena, he's on this, like, thing twice. Oh, actually, because that's number four for me. They're both of the Rock and Cena matches. So those will be four and five. But number three, hands down, is the Goldberg and the Kevin Nash thing. That, that shit hurt me so bad. I was like, yo, like, I, I followed this for two and a half years. Like, I, I, w- I was invested in WCW. Like, I didn't go places. My friends were like, oh, we're going to a party. Well, fuck a party. Like, no, Goldberg's on. <laughs> He's fucking fighting. And the, the WCW, they knew better because here's the thing. One week, he would be the main event, and then the next week, he would literally open the fucking match. So you would have to watch all three hours because you never knew when Goldberg was fighting. But you only watched it for fucking Goldberg to fight somebody. So it could have been a squash match that only lasted 90 seconds, or it could have been a match that was literally 15 minutes long, and it was a great fucking match. But to lose to Kevin Nash in that fashion with the stun gun and shit, I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. This is stupid. I can't do it. But Triple H should have never beat Sting. That, that was the dumbest. That, Charlotte Flair, Roman Reigns, Vince McMahon still having pull in the WWE, uh, Shane McMahon. He's like 78 years old and he's fucking doing the, the ring. What is it? The, uh, the corner to corner jumps into trash cans and shit. Like he's not going to die if he keeps doing that shit. Um, who else? Kofi Kingston's title run. That was fucked up. Um, Alexa Bliss still in the Fiends like storyline and it's 15 times worse. That's some bullshit. Um, who, who else? Like what else did I hate about the WWE? The Brodus Clay shit. Um, Instead of making him like a menacing like character, they turn him into like the, the funk master and shit. I was like, what, the fuck? what <laughs> yeah. is this? What is this? Um, <laughs> I remember bring it, Yeah, bringing Edge back after the knee, the uh, neck injury. I thought that was fucking stupid. Uh, fat Chris Jericho. That's number nine on my list. Um, who? Who? What else, what else really fucked me up about the uh, um, WWE? Oh, every everything with the Shield. Like you know when they officially broke up the shield and then they try to bring them back like they're friends, but they're all like separate. It's like, okay, each of us are champions, but we're friends. So we're not going to attack each other, but with the shield, I was like, either put them together or just leave them the fuck alone. So that, that actually right. hurt me as well. Um, Charlotte flair. That's definitely on my list. Um, but, um, here, here we are here, here before I, you know, get into these voice notes, I'm going to just say one last thing. Um, the one person that was not at WWE held in a cell and, she should have been. Nia Jax. Nia Jax, this is your time, sweetie. <laughs> this is a match that honestly is Nia Jax proof. You keep her bottled in. You can let her be like a menacing character where she's like, you know, she's using the Hell in a Cell as her advantage and she's like doing a bunch of damage. They didn't even consider her for the car. Right. So it's like, oh, like the matches that these people are supposed to be in, you won't put them in. But instead, you're like, uh, what's her what's her name? Shayna Baszler. I'm like, yo, like, just say you miss Ronda Rousey. All Shayna Baszler is is like the she's like the the what do you call it? The great value Ronda Rousey. Like, we don't fucking need you. Like, ew. She's walking around with fucking mouth guards and shit in. You're not doing anything to deserve a mouth guard. Like that, that's like a guy like playing tennis wearing a fucking cup. Like, so somebody just arbitrarily just gonna take the fucking tennis racket and hit you in the dick because you just have 
It's just so fucking dumb, man. Like I, just, I, I think I don't get it. Wow. I think that's what Shayna was. She she was the fill in for Ronda Rousey until she comes back. Yeah, I, I just, you know Ronda Ronda Rousey, please come back. Um, you know I, I know she's expecting a baby, which means she's probably never coming back. So you know, congratulations. She definitely fleeced the WWE for giving her money for mm-hmm. the longest fucking vacation of all time. She has done great. Um, I just hope she doesn't do the dumb thing of thinking that now that she's had a kid, she's going to have one last hurrah at UFC. Because guess what? You're going to get your ass whooped, man. Um, and the last thing you want to do is lose a fight in front of your kids. So I would highly suggest Ronda Rousey just probably go and lose to Charlotte Flair because nobody will give a fuck. So that, that's my little take. That, that's my take on the WWE. <laughs> All 28 minutes of it. I try to keep it shorter than 45 this week. Uh, we are officially at three hours. Let's go ahead. Let's get these voicemails and cue, you know, do these unpopular opinions and get the fuck out of here. Yes, here we go. Sorry. Not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. WWE is drunk. They gotta go home. Because on Friday, they did a Hell in a Cell match on Friday Night SmackDown. And they did another Hell in a Cell match fucking on Monday Night Raw. Like, See? they're literally just jumping the shark and they have no more ideas. It's... It's so confusing. It's just so confusing for me. I don't know why they're going to do this. And on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, now they announced that they're going to have a last-chance qualifier for with Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and AJ Styles, because that's how Raw was. And I... Drew... I fuck, I don't know the story. <sighs> the stories are just fucking weird with me. I'm, I'm just almost done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, do you, it's do funny because it's true. Do you yeah. hear the disgust in his voice? His disgust was like, what the fuck? No, I thought I was mad at this shit. Clearly, I'm not the only one. Nope. How, how the fuck do you have the night after a main event called Hell in the Cell? You're like, you know what? Just in case you guys missed it last night, let's just go ahead and do it again. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh my god. Get them out of here, please. Yeah. <laughs> what the f- Who? Bro, we've all heard as well that Bobby Lashley wants to wrestle Brock. Everybody wants to see that matchup between them two. Because the matchup between them two is the dream match of two big guys that used to be shoot fighters. And that like that will sell anywhere. SummerSlam, Mania rumble doesn't matter like if you have a stadium it will fill up because of that because of those two yep 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 and here's the thing i'm not a fan of both of imagine both like two terrible ass fighters fighting together in a main event the thing is nobody actually wants to see bobby lashley and brock lesnar but everybody would watch either yeah exactly People would watch it because it's like, okay, well, you guys have been teasing this shit for 16 years. Give it to us. <laughs> the issue is, it's going to be so fucking... Do you remember when we wanted Goldberg to fight? <laughs> Never mind. Next voice, man. I'm not, I don't even want to bring that back. I don't want to bring that up again. <laughs> but to be completely honest, I think they're, I think they're going for the... They're probably going to do the whole, the whole uh, Roman and Brock because he has been using submissions. Like the, like the uh, guillotine. I, 
I don't know. It could be something like that that goes towards it. I am hearing that there is talks that there is talks with WWE and Brock about a return. So I I, I don't know if that's going to be like I don't know if it's true actually officially, but obviously. But if it's Roman and Brock, I'm, I'm I can be down for that. But that's the thing, like I'm all fine with like actually I'm not. The, the reason why I'm not, the reason why I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I'm not okay with this shit is because they've already fought each other six times. <laughs> you fought six times already. Three singles matches, two triple threat matches, and a fatal four way. I think we're okay. Just what? the fact that you've fought each other three times already individually, I, I think we're okay watching you guys ever again. There's no nuance to it. There's nothing new. There's nothing fun. The fact that it's like, okay, like you have like the, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Like, okay, if there was like five of them, you're like, okay, well, there's five of these fights. You know what? Somebody has to actually win. So let's make it a best out of seven. It's like, what the fuck? Like, no. Actually, that doesn't sound like a good idea. So Brock Lesnar and them, they've already fought six times together. It's okay to just leave it at six. Even if one, you know, they both won three apiece, it's like, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody is like, having like a stat sheet. It's like, you know what? Brock Lesnar won three times, and Roman won three times. Even though, you know, they were triple threats and fatal four ways. You know what we should do? They should have a fight to the death. The last fight ever <laughs> against Brock and Roman. And I think that's what happened with that whole, that super fight shit with, um, with Cena and The Rock. The first time it was like, yo, this is this is what everybody wants. They want Cena and The Rock, and it it went so good. Everybody was like, you know what? The Rock won. Great. Like let's you know we had that. But then you know, true. I won't say true WWE fans, but the the fans who honestly were pissed off that The Rock won, and then he disappeared to go do another Fast and Furious movie. They're like, no, they have to do it again. And this time Cena has to win. And then what happens is Cena wins the second one, but it was so fucking bad. People were like, God no, don't do a third one. So now they're both one and one. So you know what's going to happen in fifteen years when they're both wearing diapers and shit. We're gonna we're gonna have to watch that fight. We're gonna have to watch the Rock and Cena at like WrestleMania sixty eight, and we're gonna be sitting there like, what the fuck is why? Like what the they'll, fuck? They'll have a wheelchair match. Yes, it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be like when Shawn Michaels was doing like retirement matches. It's like bro, like how many times can you retire? This is like your fourth retirement match. Like, just go away. <laughs> it's okay. Like, right. we, we, like now you at this point, you're disrespecting your legacy. Like, do you remember when Shawn Michaels was doing that shit? It was like, okay, like, you know, Ric Flair, like, you know, I'm going to retire Ric Flair and then I'm going to retire this person. But then, the, you know, the Undertaker is going to retire me. But you know what? In six months, since I can't stay away, I'm going to come back as DX. But I'm not fighting as Shawn Michaels. I'm fighting as DX so it doesn't count. And then I'm right. going to retire again. But you know what? Then I'm going to retire because now, you know, I'm doing the Hall of Fame thing with DX. That, that kind of pissed me off because it was like, wait, when is Kevin Nash and Roman, what's the name? Um, Scott Hall. Scott when Hall. Were they? Yeah. When the fuck were they DX? Now all of a sudden DX has got 15 fucking members. I was like, what, what is this? What the f-? Like, you know what? I, I'm going to shut up. We got one more voicemail. We're going to get the fuck out of here because, wow, I could talk for three days about that shit. <laughs> you know, I used to watch wrestling. I used to watch wrestling back in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. um, before Hulk Hogan, uh, uh, before The Rock. 
I'm talking about the originals, uh, mm-hmm. Tony Atlas, yep. Ivan Pusky, Chief J. Strongbow, all of them. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is, because um, Steve, uh, 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 The Rock's uh, father, um, uh, Rocky Johnson, was partners with um, Tony Atlas for a while. I mean, I I watch his show. I like his show there on TV, but it seems like he got every wrestler on except for Tony, uh, a character portraying Tony Atlas. Now, why do you think that Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson break up on bad terms? Or I'm trying to think why he never had a character portraying uh, Tony Atlas. Yeah. Some shit when it comes to Vince, it's like you know, he's he's really big on using and abusing family like family legacies, but the family has to get along with that legacy. That's why they keep bubbling like Natalia into the Hart family, even though it's like okay, I get it, she's like Nyhar's like daughter and everything like that. But the thing is, like, truthfully, in my person, in my personal opinion, when it comes to Nyhar, like Vince really couldn't fucking stand them. He, he he like if he could stand them, they would have done more with their careers. And the thing is, he treats their kids the same fucking way. When you look at Natalia when she goes into the WWE Hall of Fame, it's like, what the fuck did she do to ever be like Hall of Fame? When I see Nighthart, I'm like, what the fuck would he ever do to be Hall of Fame? When you look at um like British Bulldog and stuff like that, you're like, you know what? Like, okay, cool. That, that, like certain things, certain wrestlers, you're like, okay, like I get it. Like, I see why the nepotism, like, you know what? They did something, like, for, right now, Bret Hart gets into the Hall of Fame because he honestly kissed Vince's ass. It's like, you know what? Like, hey, you know, I, I have to be in this legacy. And the only reason, in my personal opinion, why Bret started to kiss up to Vince and, you know, they had the whole apology tour and shit is because Bret Hart knew that the Hart Foundation and, you know, the, like, his kids and Italian and all, all of them, that like, the Hart like people came up in that foundation, they were going nowhere without him. And that was his last ditch effort to be like, you know what? Like, Hey, you're giving the rock and all his cousins and the cousins, cousins and the cousins of the cousins and all these motherfuckers, you're giving them chances and shit. Why can't mine do that? And we did more. So Brett, you know, his last little stance with WWE was like, you know what? Let's, you know, if they can get the bag, why can't we? Cause God forbid you're trying to tell me like Nia Jax, is getting the push, but Natalia wasn't. And the thing is, Natalia's a great wrestler. Her issue is she doesn't fit in anything she does. Like she went and got the boob job. She went and, you know, she was she went from being like a authentic wrestler. She was kind of like a Molly Holly when she first started. And then, you know, she started to wear the Brazier tops and shit. It's like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, no. Like that and it's not about like the outfits and stuff like that. It just it felt like disingenuous. So with Bret Hart, like, I guess, like, when he got into the Hall of Fame, everything started to change for him. Like, you know, the Hart family and, you know, all of them. But the reason, I guess, to answer his question about, like, The Rock, the reason why they don't, like, highlight all of The Rock's family and stuff like that, without making it too racial, I will just say they, they played up certain members of The Rock's family. Just, just certain ones. Because for him to be, what, he's a third generation? And they only really highlight two generations. It, it, it's just, it, to me, it's just very disingenuous. I just, I, I'm not really a fan of the practices of him because if that's the case, Bill Pullman Jr. should be in the WWE right now. And to touch up on his point real quick, I'll, I'll make mm-hmm. it really quick. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, I don't know how old you are, Greg, and because mm-hmm. what he was saying, like he used to watch wrestling in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, I'm kind of showing my age, and I did too. <laughs> so I know who Tony Atlas. I don't know if you know who Tony Atlas is or who mm-hmm. he was, but WWE's version right now of Tony Atlas, the closest thing they've that they've had to him would be Bobby Lashley. That's sad. Yeah, so I mean, sad. but but see, Tony Atlas was he was really really like you know really well liked. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was always a face. I don't think he was ever a heel. But uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley is the closest thing that they they'd have to Tony Atlas right mm-hmm. now. And do you think that's because like the WWE is kind of like gotten away from the face versus heel thing and just like everybody's just like a dislikable character unless you actually like have a fan base? Because wasn't like Dan- like the Daniel Bryans of the world and like all these newer wrestlers like like the people like them because they hate them like Cesaro yes. and Sheamus like the reason why like it's like you're rooting for the bad guy because you know eventually they'll get the belt exactly yeah I I think you know that's I mean he's he 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 doesn't listen to the to the fans all right he yeah. says he does but you know Vince doesn't. You know, he wants to put out what he wants to put out, even though mm-hmm. the fans want something. It goes back to your Sting versus Undertaker point. You know, everybody wanted Sting versus the Undertaker. No, they put him up against fucking Triple H. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, you know, it is. It's it's very very sad. That's all. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm personally I'm giving the WWE, like I said earlier, eight months. And that's from like start to finish. And the only reason I'm doing that is because like I feel in my personal opinion that they should be selling the brand. Um, Hopefully they sell it, but they keep Triple H as, you know, like the catalyst to like bridge the gaps. But the issue is Vince doesn't want to sell to anybody but, you know, but a McMahon. And the Mm -hmm. issue with that is like he doesn't want to sell to Stephanie because he's going to piss off Shane. He doesn't want to sell it to Shane because Shane honestly isn't a good brand ambassador. He proved that with ECW. He proved that right. with WCW. So right. Vince is like, well, I thought I could give it to Shane, but no. And then if I give it to Stephanie, the first thing she's going to do is give it to Triple H. And Vince don't want that. That brand has to be a McMahon thing. Even after it's being sold, he wants to make sure somebody, a part of the McMahon legacy, is doing right by that. Issue with right. him is he only pull, he only didn't pull out twice. And he got two kids. So, <laughs> Vince, sorry, bro. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for the brand. But like I said, eight months. Um, AEW is not going to be the replacement for WWE. I feel like it's going to end up being like UFC and Bellator. Where it's like you watch the UFC knowing that like they have the high profile matches and the wrestlers. But you know that Bellator puts on the better matches like overall. And right. that's just my personal opinion. Like when I watch Bellator, I'm like, oh, these are actual fights. Like these are like you could tell they're hungry like they they don't want to be ufc they don't want to be better than ufc they just want to put on a better product they just know they're not a bigger name and i appreciate that for bellator when i see AEW, i see the exact same thing they know for a fact they'll never be wwe because half of the people who are there worked for that brand and they know what they don't want that brand to become so just like let's just put on a good product and i appreciate AEW in that respect but WWE, they do not have long. Um, They got to figure out something quick. Instead of making all these roster cuts, 
start building these people because you don't want like the whole the mural situation where you have Rusev and you could have done every fucking thing under the sun with him and you buried him and then you right. let him go and now he's out here prospering on your competitor and I, yep. I think my, my last will statement I'm done is <laughs> the fact that the, the fact that Vince actually knew like he, he's been on the other opposite end of this when WCW was going down it's like yo let me go ahead and do what they're not doing He's doing the complete, fo- you know, fucking opposite now. <sighs> he's he's losing his mind. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah he, he All right. Stupid. So we have we have one final one final voicemail, and we're gonna go to unpopular opinions and get us out of here. Here we go. See the it's it's what we always said. It is what we always said. It's not. They all appease to the audience of one. That's the main reason. Sorry, that's the only thing that they have to worry about in creative and just after show Raw or SmackDown or live events. I'd like to start the live tapings. They all they all have to make the audience of one happy, which is Vince. Yep. Once Vince says doesn't see nothing in you, they'll either they'll either run out your contract, say that we can resign you because we don't have, we don't know anything, like we don't have anything, anything for you in creative, but it's, it's, I'm not saying it's all Vince's fault, but he's one part of the, he's one part of the issue. Facts. Yeah, you you like, said, you said the same thing. Yeah. Sounds, yep. like a, sounds like a, sounds like a former, a former administration that we lived under for four years. Mm. <laughs> well, that that was a great way to end the show. That was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. That was- All right. So, wow. We have been going for three hours and 18 minutes. Uh, Greg, you might need to cut this show in half. <laughs> we got the end. No, no. I, I, I'm just, no, 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 I'm just being true. Like, cut it like at the end of the NBA segment and then. Like this literally needs to be two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all got a lot tonight. And I'm and, and and you know that's not being facetious. I'm just, that's just like real. Like this was a show within a show. So, which is which is awesome. I'm glad I built. I'm glad that I built this into the docket. Um. So y'all get so. In addition to the main show, you're get you're gonna get a bonus episode out of this. So I hope y'all enjoyed it. <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed it. So maybe we should just have a WWE podcast. <laughs> pretty much. Probably, probably. When are you two going to have to do that? Because I, I don't watch that. That's why I stayed on mute the entire time. I don't even watch it anymore. Like I, you know, there there was a point in time where Greg was really getting me interested and really giving me like, oh yeah, you need to pay attention, so that when we go to SmackDown or to whatever, you can keep up. Now I don't even want to watch it. Like I barely watch TV, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if y'all wanted to do that, that's great. It's gonna be that's 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 gonna be y'all brainchild. Uh, <laughs> but with that being said, with that being said, we're gonna save award season for next week. We already gave out a, a, an award tonight. The, the Doc Rivers. Say what? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, what do you what do you mean award? So mm-hmm. so that was our award season. We did that earlier in the show. 
So we're going to close out with Unpopular Opinion Sports Edition. So who's up first? One of y'all go first. Huh. Um, my unpopular opinion is the Olympics won't matter in terms of ratings this year. I feel like a lot of people won't participate in it because honestly, people are going to be too big. Yeah. We're still in a pandemic. It ain't over yet. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, when it comes to it, I'm not saying like it has no value. It's just more so there are going to be more people concerned about being outside and enjoying, you know, some semblance of having a life again, than let's sit and watch the Olympics. Um, but with that being said, I do intend on following it, and I hope we do talk about some highlights about it. I just I'm not as enthused about the Olympics like I used to. So that's just my unpopular opinion. There you go. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and we are we are going to have some discussions on on specific sports, mainly basketball, women's and men's, um, possibly track and field, um, but. A lot of, uh, basically, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be much. Um, my unpopular opinion, Atlanta beats Milwaukee in five. I don't, I have no faith in Milwaukee. I have no faith in the woke. I have no faith in Mike Dudenhoser. Chris Middleton is about to go into witness protection. Mm. So yeah, Atlanta and five, like uh Trey Young, Ice Trey, and fucking Trey. Wow. Wow, that's definitely an unpopular opinion. I agree with you, but yeah. I'm glad you're on the squad now, Q, because you know, you, you were hoping for the Knicks about a month ago. I was so. hoping for the Knicks. I, <laughs> I was yes, I was. I and I, I will I will gladly honestly admit that I was pulling for the New York Knicks. And then yeah, that didn't work out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Atlanta and five and three of those wins. The third, three of those wins by Atlanta are going to be blowouts. Ooh. That's a hot take. That, that's, that's a hot, hot take. That's a yes. hot take and an, and an unpopular opinion. I do not have any faith in Milwaukee. None. Zero. Zilch. You, and, and, and this is why, you beat the Monstars. You, the Monstars you took, took you to seven games without James Harden mm-hmm. for three of those games and without Mr. PTO himself for, for the other three. Mm-hmm. And despite Durant going otherworldly, in, in two out of those three games. And in game five, blowing, blowing a 17 <laughs> Do I oh, need yeah. to go any further? Nope. <clears throat> and matter of fact, it's too late, to play, it's too late <laughs> to play the Shaq, the, the, the Shaq comment on inside the NBA after game five. Fuck it. Great. Find it. Because oh boy! That, that's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me find out. You got a second win. <laughs> I do. Have, 
Look, I just poured my last drink in the night. Damn right, I got a second win. Because, oh, because, because like, I do not believe in the Bucks. ABC is the worst MVP ever. He's not no, a star. He's wait, did he say this star. today? Huh? Who, did did I, Shaq say this today? No, no I think it was on inside the NBA last night. He said it game see. five after. Oh, the game. game. It should it it, the, it should be in the show notes. Look at the show notes. Let me see. Hold on. Oh no! It was, For the it Sixers, meantime, the it end of the line. And here's Doc Rivers. Oh, okay. So, let me see. When he said that the Bucks blew on a 17 point lead to the, uh, actually not even blowing. Yeah, 17 point. No, you see, it's kicking in. Charles Barkley said, calls Bucks blowing 17 point loss to the Nets embarrassing for basketball. It's in the show notes. Just click it. Oh, Lord. Let me see. We'll play that voicemail that we got. I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. If you guys are doing a wrestling one, I want shoot. Let me join because I eat. <laughs> just like you, my my man. I got some shit to get off my chest <laughs> as well. Well, Oops. if we just if, if if Greg and Lou decide to do a, to do a WWE separate podcast, have at it. I will not be on it because I don't watch it now. So, like, I can't, even, I can't even. I'm like Ben Simmons, can't contribute. <laughs> Let me see. That was embarrassing for basketball to lose that game. To have that, like, you could tell they were going to lose the game at halftime. Well, yeah. well should the coaching staff eat too? Oh, oh, you know, my rule about saying people should get fired. I, I, I don't think it's our job to say somebody should get fired, but. You know, Ernie, when you go back, when you do dumb stuff and it works, you keep doing dumb stuff. We, you sit there, when they were doing dumb stuff in game one and game two, you're like, well, that's how they play, Chuck. I'm like, so? They're killing them in the paint, but they're going to keep jacking up threes just because that's how they play. You played to, like Herm was said, you played to win the game. And that was one of the dumbest games. And, man, I, I am so mad right now because you, they got a bunch of really good guys and they played dumb and they deserve to lose that game. And, hey, shout out to Kevin Durant and Jeff Green. But, man, the other team had something to do with it. That yeah. was awful basketball. Great way to end the show because, boy. Um, Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. And this is why Mike Budenholzer, despite the the ABC and the Wokes making the Eastern Conference Finals, was they, like I said, they're going to lose in five. And I, I realistically, they have a full chance to be swept. Mm. Ooh, ooh, hot takes. Well, but this is why Budenholzer, this is why Mike Budenholzer never needs to be a head coach ever again. Get that out of here. We all remember that one moment that made us believe. He's done it again! Unbelievable! The game is filled with stories of legends <laughs> and how they were born. But this <laughs> is not that story. No. 
Are you just watching me sleep again? Boy, you are better than cable, okay? (laughs) Wait a minute now. What's going on? I use everything I got on this tournament. You lost our superstar to another coach. What's that smell? Is that a grudge? (laughs) This is a perfect opportunity for dads to meet Uncle Drew, the greatest black top player I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. Oh, 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 my Oh, my God. Oh, my Oh, Oh, my God. 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 It's up tonight. Oh my god. Pass the ball, Kobe. So, um, is that, is that my, is that my cue? Is that my, is that my cue was right button? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Straight up. <laughs> I feel like shot. Guarantee. <laughs> oh my lord. All right, y'all want my unpopular opinion too? Yes, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. My unpopular opinion is the Suns go up 3 nothing in the series. CP3 is fine, but yet they still hold them out, and it goes seven games. Wow. Oh, that's, ooh, yeah. Put that, in, put that, in, the, put that in, the, in the hot take. Put that in the hot take. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be a hot take, huh? Put that in the hot takes from Wow. You know, you know what? To, to second that point, Paula George. I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop calling him Paula George after the series. He's been balling. I'm really Q, gonna have to stop. I'm really Q, gonna you gonna say that that man gonna score? He gonna score seventeen points tomorrow. You see. And I'm gonna have him in every Fanduel lineup. I'm not. I'm not calling him. I'm not. He he will forever be Paula George until he makes the finals. Once he makes the finals, I'll give him his respect. He's getting there. He's getting there, but he's still Paula George until he's still Paula George. You you messed up, man. You purposely gonna have that man have a bad game tomorrow. That's the point. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, he's gonna have 17 points, nine rebounds, three assists. You gonna be sitting there like, yo, what and the ter- hell happened? And, t- and Terrence May gonna, and Terrence May is gonna break his career high that he set in Game Seven. Yo, all I'm gonna say and- is, if that man has seven, <laughs> if he ends up having 17 points, I, I, I need a new job. I need to work for ESPN because there's no fucking way I'm I'm getting this close with these like stat lines. 52, uh, Durant had 49. I'm telling you. If you. Paul George has you, I'm yeah. Like, I'm gonna have you ESPN pick my lottery numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> or FS1, Facts. FS1, FS1 need to go ahead and fire Skip and let me go toe to toe with yes, uh, Shannon Shop. <laughs> yes. Oh my lord, man. Who I'm, I'm <sighs> right. I, I think we did a show. We we did a great show, ladies and we gentlemen. Definitely, yeah. This was this was this was a great episode. I yes, sir. Run along because because of all the damn NBA news we had last week. Um, but yeah, this was a great show. Um, appreciate you, brothers, very much. And yes, I appreciate y'all and, too. And in the words of Bill O'Reilly, the close is out. <laughs>
We're gonna do it live. We should have social media so they can follow y'all. <laughs> oh, uh, my social media is Kyrie Irvin one on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh damn! Oh damn! Do it live, What's your what's your social? They ain't getting my social this week. I'm sorry, that was fucking funny. <laughs> my my social is on uh, on Twitter. It's at Little Italy. L i t t l i t a l y. And I don't, I, I don't what. fuck with Instagram. So right, See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, that shit sucks. <laughs> you can follow. You can. All right. You're not. You're not getting. Fuck it. My uh, my personal <laughs> Twitter is QDZ1906. I was just gonna keep it, keep it basic to the show this week, but fuck it. QDV1906, if you if you agree or disagree with any of the takes that I made this week, please, we had that debate. I got all the smoke and the time in the world. Let's go. You can also follow the you can also follow the podcast at Young Black at Young Black Pod. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I, I really need to learn the damn uh, handle. Uh, <laughs> Young Black Pod um, on Twitter and Why Be Bad. It is it is why be bothered on Twitter and why Young Black bothered? Pod on Instagram. The podcast is Young Black and Bothered. There you go. There you go. See, that's why I'm glad I have your help, brother. All right. So until next week, or until we do another live sweat of the conference finals this week. Again, I got time and the smoke. Literally the smoke now I'm smoking right now. But oh, um, geez. <laughs> <laughs> until next week. We'll see y'all. Have a good night. Or a good day. Whenever you listen to the show. <laughs> Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. 
it sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.